Live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Spare Notes series with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and William Cooper. You know, all I have to say is, now that we're here, is while I wasn't 100% right, at least I got something out of you. You gave me the hot dog. All right, I understand the pizza might not have been perfect, but you gave me the hot dog, and that's still a win. I gave you an honest. I gave you an honest uh, assessment of it, um, and it was a good hot dog. Now, is it the greatest hot dog? Like, like I was, you know, I asked to rate it. I gave it like a six nine, which is, in my opinion, an above average hot dog. Um, but there are some epic hot dogs that um are better, but but a six nine. You know, yeah, but I wouldn't put, you know, this wasn't far off from a Nathan's. I'm going to be honest with you. Nathan's, mm. I, I would probably, we have a place in, in Charlotte. It's called JJ's Red Hots. In my opinion, that's probably the best hot dog place I've been to in the country. We're very spoiled by it. Um, That would probably be, there's a couple places in Chicago I'd go to as well for Chicago dogs. But uh, JJ's Red Hots gets the, the hot dogs, the Salem's hot dogs from Buffalo. And they have a really good snap to them. Um, But. Again, for dollar fifty, Matt, uh, the the Costco hot dog is 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 totally. Uh, I've actually gone back there again. Last I went again with my wife on Thursday. Did you? And I got another one. Yeah, I got another one. Wow! <laughs> so to, so it's good enough. In. You made the return trip. I made a. I I didn't post that, but yes, I did make a return to it. Um, and uh, it's a good deal. It's a very good deal. Um, <laughs> and it's a. And here's what I'll say. It's a big hot dog. It's not a. It's not like one of these little tiny franks you get, right? This is a this is about like two good sized hot dogs. It's beef in there, yeah. It, it's good. <laughs> it's good for if uh, you can a dollar fifty, you're filled up. I didn't even need the pizza the last time on that. Um, so, but yeah, it was it was it was fine. It was it was, I gave you the hot dog. It's fine. The pizza wasn't like awful. It just wasn't great, but it wasn't awful. Uh, again, for that price point, it wasn't bad. But uh, I just thought the hot dog was much better. Yeah, all right. That's uh, you know what? It's still a win. It's still a win for me. You, you yeah, gave me, you gave uh, me yeah. Some no, credit. I'll give it to you. I was wrong on that. I'll give you that. Um, all right, all right. Worth the trip. Worth the trip. Absolutely. Worth the trip. Now let me ask you a question. Um, Outside of the food court, I mean, what did you think about Costco in general? You get it. I mean, it, it had been a while since I've been there. They're exactly the same as always. It just stops on these shelves and. This, uh, you know, so uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, I threw some like snack foods in there. The wagon with my wife; she's all pissed about that. Um, they have some of the instant. Ra- they have some really good like instant ramens. Like it's not the kind you get in like the gas station. They have really good instant. Yeah, ramen Nicole there. actually is like like not like the the classic foam cup like Nissen. Right, ramen. right. They have like this the really... udon noodle ones and like the square pack. Yeah, yeah. Nicole's yeah. been eating those actually. They're great. They're great, and they they for the price point, it's like you get a six pack for like nine bucks. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, their bakery is awesome. Mm-hmm. The the chocolate chip cookies from the the Kirkland Bakery, lights out. You know what yeah, else is good yeah. too? Uh, the Danish, uh-huh. the cherry and cheese Danishes they make. Yeah. 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 They had coffee there that was good. They actually brewed coffee because I went I went kind of early, right? Because I, yeah. to beat the crowd, my wife said go early, but the coffee there was pretty good to have. It's the Kirkland. I guess it's the Kirkland coffee, which is not bad coffee in my opinion. I mean, again, I'm not being a coffee snob here on this, but it's 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 good. Where's McTavish when you need him? <laughs> well, I mean, we're well. We get spoiled with that with that that coffee. 
he brings the whole barista kit to to PCA. Yeah, um, I know. It's that it, that is a treat. Yeah, I've been having conversations with him. But we, uh, if we're gonna go to Lazona Palooza, if he comes in, I said I'll come down to Florida because, you know, he gets, you know, he's normally not closer than two thousand miles away from me. So, if he's like five hundred miles away from me, it's that's doable. And I told him you gotta bring the barista stuff. So. Oh yeah, it's on coffee duty. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Spare Note series. My name is Matt yep. Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com. I am joined once again by my friend, Mr. William Cooper of Cigar-Coop.com. And the uh, so the other boys, you know, they, I, you know, I think I can keep it straight with them. You know, one's in, one's out, and then one's coming. And I'm like, guys, come on, let's go. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going <laughs> to cut them a little slack, Matt. I'm, I'm mean, giving look, them shit. Don't worry. I know, I know. I mean, I've been kind of absent for about six weeks now. And, uh, look, I had a trip. I had a trip to Florida. Then I had PCA. And then I, I needed to take a day off after PCA. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, going forward, I think I'm going to take a couple of weeks off after PCA because um, to recharge. Um so we actually were a little later with some of our post-game content this year, and I'm glad we took a little break with that because it it, it helped. We we need I needed a recharge. Uh, there was after day one, I was really a miserable person to be around. Me too. Uh, Me too. As you as you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it was so bad that um the they had the Espinosa event, uh, the Espinosa kind of media event. And I wasn't going to go. I said, let me go back. I said, you guys can take the car. Not that I don't want to go. I said, I just felt like I was burning myself out. They convinced me to stay, and I was glad I did. But we left early as a compromise. But, uh, yeah, I just was going to take a mental health that night. Because I, the night before, I was up late, and I, that was a big mistake. So um, I think some mental health time after the trade show is, is a very good thing now. Yeah, so that's gonna I, be my new model. I had to kind of take last weekend off, just be like, I need to yeah, break. yeah. I was burnt out. You do, you do. It's hard. It's hard. It is, and people like from the outside looking in, they they look at it like, oh, you guys are just like you know bloggers, media guys, like, and it's like, listen, it's it's a lot to do what we do because first you have to go all the way out there, and you know spend eighteen hours a day doing everything that we do, and you gotta come back. You gotta spend weeks sorting through it, writing it, editing it, getting it out there. I mean, it it takes so much time, so yeah, much time. Yeah, it really, it really. You know, uh, there is 216 articles on Cigar Coop related to this trade show, going back to pre-trade show when the product announcement started. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot. That is a lot on anything, and uh, it it uh, you know, we were talking in the green room before the show. And there's little things that people don't understand, like that. there's things that have to kind of align to get the circles. The, the stars have to align to get the, pro, the, the end product, right? And if things don't align, if you're missing a piece of content, it's really tough. Right. Um, and that happens sometimes, is what we've discovered. You've discovered it. I've, I, I've discovered it, and it's not an easy thing. Yeah, I mean... You know, like, I was talking with the boys this week. They had a They had a uh, one of them had a booth right up and you know we got it all written and edited and ready to go and then we couldn't find any of the photos and then it turns mm-hmm. out that we don't know what happened to them maybe they weren't taken and you know it's stuff like that. then you got to pivot and then you got to you know you, I mean the article still has to go out but you know you 
it's just it, it's a lot, you know. And then you know it, it, you have to go definitely do more is. work to make up for that. So yeah, and uh, yeah, it definitely is a uh, you know at night is a time I would normally do the sanity checks. Like, okay, did we get the photos for the day of the booze we covered? Are we missing anything? Are the photos of good quality? Well, you know, not to sound like a broken record or complain here about it, but I guess I am, right? When they take that, when they took that hour away at the end of the trade show, it was it was more catastrophic than you can imagine. That one hour was a huge difference to do those types of things. And now I don't have that hour anymore. Mm-hmm. So it kind of it kind of I'm just gonna rearrange the wire here as we're talking. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah, do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, all in all, look, it was an exhausting show. We we started some of our post game stuff. Uh, on the last episode two weeks ago with Mitchell and Kevin. Uh, Mitchell was unable to be here tonight due to work, and Kevin's actually uh, on the road right now in Cleveland. Yeah. So uh, that's why they're not here. But as we had said going uh, going forward on the last show, uh, it's going to be myself, Coop, and Kevin on this show going forward, and Mitchell will hang back with me on the regular show. So um, Kevin would have been here, but like I said, he's traveling, so he wasn't able to make it this week. Um, but he was on the last show, so we already kind of got some of his feelings on PCA at the last show. But Coop wasn't here because he took some time off. So now we've kind of flip flopped. So now we can kind of <laughs> right, get, right. We can now we can talk with you and get your opinion on stuff and kind of keep that conversation go. Now, um, there was a couple of things I brought up in the last show that um, we won't kind of get back into tonight. Um, but, uh, yeah, there was, there was a little bit of, a little bit of controversy there, but that's okay. Um, what, one of the things though, I, I am going to bring back up and uh, as long as that's okay with you, Coop, and if you don't want to comment on it, it's fine. Um, but I was curious, I mean, we, the three of us had this conversation and it's specifically about the PCA, um, you know, getting into the media realm with media coverage, and I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yeah, sure. we, we, we I didn't can, ask we, you before we, the show, so I have to ask. No, you we can now. talk about that. That's totally fine. We can talk about that. That's fine. Um, you know, I had kind of already, me and the boys had already kind of, you know, brought it up and talked about it for those who, who don't know. I mean, it, yeah. we weren't really fans of it. And Coop, I'm I'm pretty sure I know where you stand, too. Um, yeah. But for, but for us, it was kind of like, you know, uh, as a quick recap, you know, and, you know, Charlie Minato and... Patrick Legreed of halfwheel.com, um, you know, and Coop was there. All of us were at the press conference, right, that on Monday uh, with the with Scott and Greg. And, um, you know, I, and another question got asked. It was like, you know, so what is up with Antoine, you know, doing news and this and that? Um, you know, we are all members of the Premium Cigar Association. We all pay dues, hundreds of dollars into dues. Halfwheel pays thousands of dollars because they – have a booth on the floor and they do all this other stuff and they, they fly a lot of people out. Um, so, you know, we're all spending money uh, to be members of an organization that is now competing against us. And so, and Coop, I, I, I know that you have some feelings on this topic as well. And I figured I'd start it off by just kind of getting that out of the way. Yeah. So for folks who don't know what we're like, I'm going to give you a little context of the background here. Uh, the, the PCA hired a guy by the name of Antoine Reed, who used to be with the TPE organization. He was the editor of Tobacco Business, and they hired him to be a, a chief content editor. Um, I want to say this. Antoine's one of the classiest individuals in, the, in, in cigar media or just in the cigar industry that I know. 
So I have enormous respect for him, uh, both personally and professionally. And, mm-hmm. I, and I mean that very sincerely. Um, when he was at TPE, he went above and beyond to help people. I mean, so I, I just want to – and I want to be real sensitive on it because, again, I like him personally and professionally. And I did stress this on the last episode when this came up. Yeah. I said this yeah. is not about Antoine because no. at, at the end of the day, Antoine was hired to do a job, and he's doing his job. Right. It's not right. his fault. It's I put the blame on the PCA for doing it to begin with. All right. The the one thing that I you and I may disagree on, I'm not sure necessarily if they're hurting me competitively just yet. There are a couple isolated cases there's been, but I'm not really seeing them make a a a, a footprint on it. But there are a couple cases that it has it has crossed paths already, and. My question is, I don't understand why a resource... So, when he was hired, I figured he was going to be working on the PCA website, maybe getting the legislation word out, you know, those types of things. Doing some social media. What What I didn't expect was, basically, they were going to be starting to request press releases and do what we do, okay? Again, I don't really consider them... uh, They're not getting the traffic I'm getting. I'm not trying to be arrogant here. They're not, okay? But there are a couple of cases where the swords have crossed, okay? Um, namely, when there's stuff being published that's exclusive on my end, okay? That's when I'm like, whoa, I mean, what are we doing here? But I also, in general, will question why it – okay, take the competition thing aside. My question is, why is why – is, why are my dudes going to fund this? Because I'm paying, and now I'm paying my competition, essentially, well, right? And it just doesn't set right with me on that. That's well, where I'm having a, a real issue with this. Well, Coop, I want to add to this right now while uh-huh. these two comments. Right. So, so Wayne Clark and Alan Rubin have both made comments, you know, about well, the you know the retailers, you know, have made complaints about like they don't know what's going on or like you know it's another. La- but here's the thing: the PCA should be directing them to the media outlets whose job it is to do it. We, yeah, the, and we know that this came up in the press conference too about the complaints. And one thing that Scott and I'm not trying to say this because we're we were there, right? But you heard it and I heard it, and I think anyone in the media will vouch. Scott said these complaints were there, but they weren't against the people who were in that room, because anyone who's in that room has has proper credentials and and has worked to do the right things there. This is a separate issue than the Antoine issue, though. I, I, let's not cross the swords here. The Antoine issue is completely. That has nothing to do with the Antoine issue. The right. Antoine issue is not even a trade show issue. It's a general issue that's going on. Right. And, um, you know, it's funny because I actually had a conversation with someone. And maybe it was you. Or maybe it was one of my guys. It was one of you guys. Uh-huh. It was it was one of you three. But I remember saying, like, you know, at the show this year, unless there's new people in the game who I just don't recognize, uh, a lot of the – um, other media. Uh, I didn't really see a lot of the people floating around. Um, there were. I mean, how many? I saw how many people with manufacturer badges doing interviews, right? I, I it was it was it was. I saw it actually quite frequently. And then of course there's the retailers who come in and they want to do content, right? Which I understand why they want to do content. Um, yeah, I saw retailers with microphones, like, and I'm like, what's I don't know why they're here? not. I, yeah, I mean, and there's some very good ones that are out there. I mean, we look. For example, 
although he wasn't doing interviews at the trade show, Cigar Authority is a legitimate meter outlet in terms of the like, their production and everything. Oh, Wayne, don't worry. Oh, I was, we are. <laughs> I do read his the, comment. Yeah, the, the, that, the, that Nep, is the Neptune guys are very good media guys. They do really good interviews, so I'm not knocking those. But there were other guys who we know basically – look – we we we've seen it happen. They're they're calling up. They're getting manufacturer. They're getting manufacturer badges, and then they're off doing their own thing. That's where the issue is with that. And until PCA addresses, stop giving these companies all these badges. That's the only way you're going to solve it, Matt. You got to yeah. you got to make it more difficult to get a badge. And they're never going to do that because you know they're afraid to do that. Like like my my solution is simple. Cut the number of badges down for the manufacturers. And if a manufacturer truly needs more badges, let them submit a justification. Don't charge them for it, but let them have a legitimate justification. These are where the badges are going. Who, who's going to use them? They don't want to do that. They, they instead they're going to try to police this, which I don't think is the answer. I think they need to cut the badges. You have to make you have to get to the root cause of the problem. The root cause of the problem is there's too many badges that are available for free. Well, the other problem is too is it's like you know then people like get on us for like you know talking shit about it, and it's like well because you have to understand something. What happens is is that minority group of people goes in with their phones to, you know, do whatever the hell it is that they want to do, which is most of the time unprofessional. And what happens? The manufacturers all complain, all right? And here's the reality, and this is what you all need to know. They all bitch and moan to us about it. They don't do it publicly because they don't want you to hear they don't want people to hear them bitching about it, but they they bitch about it, and that's the truth. And the reason is is because they're there to make money, and then they get interrupted. I I can't tell you how many manufacturers have come to me personally to complain, and be like, I've I lost sales over this. Like I I lost. I, I lost you money. know I think that's so overrated, Matt. When they say that, me I, I honestly do. I mean, but regardless, that's what that's not can, me saying it though. That's that's what they're telling me. So that's what I'm reporting on. But it's, so yeah, I'm just I, saying like manufacturers complain about it. Then they complain about yeah. the PCA. So then what happens is then. Okay, yeah. well, there's this thing going, and then we all get put into this umbrella of all oh, the media yeah. people. So the, the what it goes back to is, we complain about those people because they cause all of us to get put into this bubble yeah. of discipline, it, and it's uh, like yeah. it's not fucking fair because with the rest yeah. of us. But 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 Matt, I'm not, I mean, <laughs> okay, I hear you, but also, and I'm not trying to sound, I'm not worried about that anymore. We're, I, I was worried about that five years ago with Cigar Coop, but I think we've established ourselves and our team and what we do. And I think you're there too, Matt, where I yeah. don't think we have to worry about being lumped into that anymore. And and here's the other thing I'll say. If there's a retailer that got frustrated with a manufacturer over a sale from a, from a rogue media member or a legitimate media member, please contact me. I want to interview you. And I want to get the whole detail from the retailer. Because I've never heard a retailer say – I got frustrated because of, of a media guy there and left. I, I have not ever heard a retailer say that to me. Yeah. So I, I don't buy that this is a widespread problem. I, I, buy, I buy that it's a distraction to the manufacturers, and it's annoying. I lost a sale. I'm not buying that one. I want, I, I've never heard a retailer say And I, I've, taught, I've asked multiple retailers this. never happens. They want the product in the end. They want to get a deal no matter what. They're, I think it's a little exaggerated, this manufacturer thing. Oh, okay. That's fair enough. Fair but enough. but if I'm wrong, prove me wrong. I want to talk to a retailer where this has happened to. I, I, I and, and maybe there's one I could think, one case, but that deal went through is what I'll say. So I want, to, I, want to, I want to hear from a manufacturer or a retailer in specifics here. And I also want to address this. So Alan Rubin said, is it wrong when manufacturers give badges away to celebrities to walk around and get free cigars? No. And the reason is, at least in my opinion, and Coop, I'll let you chime in, but I don't think so because to me – 
I think it's good to have the celebrities around because celebrities bring awareness to our industry, and I think that's very important. And also, when celebrities are there, they're not causing trouble. If anything, people are causing trouble with them because they want to meet them and all that, which I don't think really happens, but they usually get in the left end, that alone. Be, in the end, what I think the decision for that, that should be a PCA decision. So, for example, I'll just say if um, – I'll give an example right at home here. Aaron Nielsen's father is Rick Nielsen, the founder of Cheap Trick. Okay, if they came to me saying, can Rick Nielsen have a badge, right? I would go to Scott Pierce and, and say, Scott, can we get Rick Nielsen into the trade show? And then how does that badge get 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 allocated? Mm -hmm. Okay. And if it's one I have to pay for, like, by the way, I would pay for Rick Nielsen to come into the trade show. Oh, because yeah. they probably want some, they, they don't want Rick wandering around himself. Like, just, so it's got to come from, but I would, I would have the PCA make that decision there. So it's not like just someone's handing a badge. And you know, Rick Nielsen can have all the free cigars he wants at that point. There's nothing wrong with that. Right? I don't think any manufacturer um, would have a problem being like, yo. No, no. But I think that's – I know one thing. I wouldn't take – I wouldn't just go give – sign Rick Nielsen up for a badge without talking to the PCA. And I think that's how it should be. Yeah, that's now, fair. If you have another case fair. like Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri is a brand owner. It's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, there was a lot of celebrities at the show this year. Chaz Palminteri was there. Yeah. Guy Fieri was there. Um, I saw Chad Johnson was there with his own. He was exhibiting. Alonzo, Alonzo Morning was there. Alonzo Morning. Um, I bumped into Carl Malone, who has a cigar with La Aurora. Um, so mostly people who have cigars, yeah. like they have actually right. a reason to be there. But I, I, I met Russell Peters, world, you know, for those who don't know, big, big time comedian, um, at the Rocky Patel booth a few years ago, uh, who I'm a fan of. Uh, I bumped into him at the trade show. Um, I, I know that there's been others in the past. I know other celebrities like Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger has walked around that trade show floor before. Um, mm -hmm. you know, they, it, I mean, and, but again, in my opinion, I think the celebrities being on the show floor is great because it shows, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's bringing that awareness. Uh, yeah. I'd let them in like a, something like an ambassador badge or something. Yeah. You know, where, again, you, you, there shouldn't be a, I, you shouldn't be charging uh, these guys to come in. Especially someone who just wants, like, when Rick Ross, now I know who Rick Ross is. When Rick Ross was on the trade show floor, Ricky I'm Rose. assuming again, yeah, but again, someone <laughs> I'm assuming would, would have a, you know, I, I don't think this is, we have to go back door to get Rick Nielsen a bag. That shouldn't be the case. These people should be welcome into the trade show and, you know, in this case, but it should be something that the PCA signs off on. That, that I think is more than fair to do that. Yeah, no, I agree. Um... And I, I said that to I said that to Chaz Palminteri when we were you know we were talking with him at, at the show and I was like yeah. you know another thing that's great about you being here I'm like you know full honesty I'm like you know you're a celebrity like right. it is what it, like it is I was just I was just <laughs> I was like very direct with them like you're a celebrity everybody knows who the fuck you are I'm like you being involved with the industry is good because it brings more awareness to our industry and we have um, you know we have enemies with the with the government who tries to regulate us and. And he actually looked at me and he was like, you know, he goes, that's, uh, he goes, I really like what you said there. And he was like, that actually makes me feel even better about yeah, being I, involved because he goes, I feel like I'm doing yeah. something important for some, for a bigger picture. I go, well, yeah, I'm like, you know, it's, yeah. it is, it's a good thing. I'm like, you know, people know who you are and you can bring more attention to an issue that maybe people don't know about or bring light to an industry that people don't necessarily follow a lot <laughs> of. And, and, uh, and he, he really appreciated that. He's like, you know, I really yeah. appreciate you saying that. And I'm yeah. like, it's true. It's true, hundred percent. Well, I just yeah, yeah. I just had Steve Wilkes on uh, 
primetime last week. And he, he's the former head coach of the Carolina Panthers. He's now a defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, I did a prep call with him. And he was kind of curious why I wanted to talk to him. And I kind of explained it, you know, that, that you know, in you know we really want people like you to kind of, you know, participate in what we do. And it was important to do that. And, you know, he kind of got it. Yeah, he's like, yeah. You know, and obviously, you know, with all the stuff going on, the, the more the more mainstream attention we have, the better. So these are people that we, we want in there. We, we don't want to throw roadblocks. Now, the problem is where do you draw the line, right, uh, in terms of there's quasi-celebrities. And that's, that's why the PCA needs to sign off on this stuff. Um, it shouldn't be – it shouldn't be um, – Cigar Coop or McAuliffe or, you know, the Gurkha or anyone deciding who gets in. It should be the PCA who decides who gets these badges. And then so, they have to probably be assigned the babysitter is what I would say. Said They have to be escorted. Yeah. So that would be the – so usually you'll, you'll have the escort be the person who um, wanted them to get in in the first place. Which also is um, not bad either because then you can have people to – you know, keep people away from them too when they get mobbed. It's like, well, well, yeah. I mean, if you saw Guy Fieri, if you saw Guy Fieri this year, right? So I thought Espinosa did something very good this year. I think they did a great job again. But this year, if you notice, they took Guy Fieri on a tour of the of the of the show floor the second day he was there. Yeah. So you know, as opposed to having him in the booth, and they had a security detail around him, and Juan Cancel was on security detail. I mean, this is one. If you saw Juan Cancel on security detail. You would think he was possessed and taken over by another person. This was not the Juan Cancel we know. This was like Juan Cancel, police officer Juan Cancel. Right. Very serious, right? Like, you know, not goofing off. Not yeah. Well, once Guy Fieri left the show, it was back. That, you know, we got the old Juan Cancel back, right? <laughs> Photo bombing and taking selfies. But but no, Juan was. Uh, you know, Eric brought him in to do security for uh, for Guy when they did that. So. Yeah, they had to have people. And that's totally understandable, you know, again, considering the reception Guy got around the show for. Dude, even Eric, even Eric Espinosa looks like a bodyguard. You got Eric Espinosa and Juan Cancel. <laughs> like, no one's fucking with there were, other, there were others. There were others on detail. I know Hector's son did it last year. Okay. Hector Alfonso Jr. Yep. did the security last year at the show for him. So, yeah. Hector, Hector also team. another former police officer as well. Yeah, but Hector actually wasn't going to be leaving the booth in this case. <laughs> like, I, it, no, I mean, it, it didn't make in this case it didn't make sense for him to leave the booth, right? So they and, and by the way, I thought that I thought they walking around the show floor. They did a Espinosa did another great job with that. I think that was great because I think it kind of showed. Hey, it kind of it showed the community of the industry. I thought it was real. It was really good. Uh, even though we had one of our interviews interrupted, but it wasn't done on purpose. I can tell you that. So. Yeah, this year we actually were pretty good. Last year we had <laughs> last year I I was at Perdomo. We were in the middle of the conversation and this guy like looked at us and like just kept walking, looked at us again and walked right into the shot. And Nick just did like well, like a pause like, <laughs> "Yeah, so with the sit back." <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally okay when we're interrupted <laughs> by other people like, and we're doing our media. Like, you know, this is you know that's my pet peeve is like once look, we won't interrupt business, okay? I understand, but once we are engaged with that manufacturer, I expect the same respect in return. Yeah. So unless it's an unless it's an emergency situation with a customer or something or, or personal emergency, I would get that. But in general, I expect that same respect. And I, I gotta say, we we've been it's 
it used to be worse. It's gotten a lot better the last few years, I think, uh, with it. So it's not. I don't think it's a problem anymore. It was a problem like three or four years ago. I gotta be honest with you. But it seems like now people real people are just getting more cognizant of it. So, so. Um, we're gonna get it kind of off of the uh, influencer thing. But Dan, but Dan Thompson is with us, which is oh, I which I love that he's here. Um, and he and he's got this this thing on here that he's kind of building on, and he says, question for you guys, let's say a real top 1% influencer, 50 million followers, wants to come to PCA because they're brother or leave, sister or leave, would you support? Uh, and he said, uh, let's uh, let's say a major e-gamer, for example, not traditional star, but huge untapped community. Um, let's say positive social and pro cigars, not like a porn star. Um, yeah, I mean... Why not? Yeah, I don't have a problem like, with that. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, that's yeah. fine, especially if they're like a yeah. like a truly like known person. Here's the other thing that I don't think a lot of people out there realize, is that half of these like cigar influencers, most of them who are females, although they're not all females, um, a lot of them like those followers you see, like, well, she's got like thirty thousand followers. That's not accurate because you can you can buy you can buy artificial accounts to follow you. To make it look like you have this massive following, you can buy likes on your posts, so you look like you're really popular, but you're yeah, not. They're, they're, it's you can and it's tell. true. We, it's very true. We, it's a real thing. We we could tell very easily. I, I mean, you and I can look at the numbers and say legitimate or not legitimate. Um, very easily. Yeah. It, because there's only so many people that consume this content. And if Nicole's still yeah. watching on here, she can comment and explain because she knows the system very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's. You know, don't don't get fooled by that. You know, and because uh, I've had I've had some people go, yeah, but she's got like thirty thousand followers. It's like, no, she doesn't. She's got no, like she four thousand at best. Yeah, no, she's she got yeah. four it's at best. Not, because you would get like if you see someone with thirty thousand followers, the comments would be the comments would reflect that. You know what I mean? So you'd see if you if you have ten if you have someone with three thousand followers and thirty thousand followers, right? You're gonna have almost. You're gonna have. If that's ten times the amount. You should have almost ten times the amount of comments. Maybe even five times the amount of comments. And when you see you don't hardly any comments out there, you can tell right away. It's very easy to do that. Yeah. So and you know we uh the other thing on cigar coop and I'm very forthright on this is our YouTube numbers are low because we age restricted. Our, we're age restricted. We so t- guess us, what? Us, us too. Is, yeah, you're gonna have lower YouTube numbers and we do. So. You know, we're trying to do the right thing here and, and abide by, you know, YouTube, and we don't we don't want to show we don't have use getting to this, so we are going to have lower numbers. It's just yeah, and uh, most people understand that too. I mean, other platforms we have more, you know, we we don't have those restrictions. Right, we don't really do it on social media, but we do. The coup page you have to be you have to be uh, you have to be twenty one to look at the coup page on Facebook. So I didn't even know you could do it on Facebook. I just yeah assumed that you didn't. Have, I mean YouTube, I know, but yeah, um, no, you you have yeah you you can do it yeah. That's good to know. Yep. That's good to know. Yeah, it's good to know. It's uh you know so, you know a lot of these people and and you know I'll say this you know, uh there are some very good influences out there, there really are. So uh, I have always said this. I've never been against influences coming into the trade show, as long as there is a process, um to kind of vet them, which is the same with media. And we've, we've gone through this like the last few years already, and it's that's how I feel. There are some very good influences out there that I think could benefit from the trade show. But, you know, I noticed a lot of people 
on the media side are trying to become influencers this year. You noticed that? Mm-hmm. I did. Like some, everyone some, like, wants real to do a TikTok people. and Instagram reel. Okay. I think Dojo but was doing that too. They yeah, went, they yeah, went the mean, influencer he, route. I, I don't, that's not a knock. By the way, that's not a knock. Um, but, but I am noticing that there there's a little bit of creep back into that area. Look, we we did it with Smoking Syndicate with Ben. Is we we put a YouTube channel for YouTube reviews out there. We did the same thing. So I'm not I'm not criticizing this at all. I mean, I but, shared uh, I shared photos on our on the Smoking Tobacco uh, social yeah. media accounts, but that was more like it was just because. It was fast and easy for me to get some stuff out there to show people what's coming. So that way, when our articles yeah. and stuff drop, it's like, oh, like if, if you see this and you think it's cool, like when the articles drop, go read them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I am just saying that, yeah, there is these lines of blurred at times because, again, you'll see like, and the dojo guys, they look, they did a really good one at James Brown's booth at Ohio Bay Negro Brands. It's some good stuff, but, you know, and I'll see some of these influences sometimes try to do an interview. Um, and some are better than others. So, go figure. Here's a comment that I want to get your opinion on. The written mm -hmm. word is dying art form, sadly. Now, I know Who there's... Said that? Who said that? Alan Rubin. Oh, well, you know, I, hey, we had a million, we had a million people read, over a million people read Cigar Coop last year. We were up 29%. Next topic. Not dying. Next topic. People like to read. Twenty. We, we had a twenty-nine percent increase in in the traffic on the website. It's not dying. It's just that pe less people are doing it. Right. But but our, it's being our consumed. Trust me. Every year, every year, smoking tobacco triples its traffic yeah, year over yeah. year over year yeah. for the last four years, and yeah. it's you know, yeah, it's amazing how fast it grows. Yeah. And again, yeah. it's it's not that people don't want to read it. There's less people doing it. Uh, we've yeah. we've we've built our foundation. We've started to you know really yeah. pop, and you yeah. know the numbers are there. I mean it's it's yeah. it's true. I mean, yeah. I mean I've talked to I've talked to Charlie Brooks and Patrick about you know and it's stuff I won't really repeat publicly, but I've talked to them about you know kind of stuff at Half Wheel, and I can tell you that no, that's not true. That's yeah, I mean, believe me. Why do you think? <laughs> why do you think we invest so much time in the written piece? Because we want to. No, because yeah. th there's a high ROI on that piece that you wouldn't believe. And uh, you know, like I said, I've been doing this for 13 years, and and I can tell you, I've, I've looked at. Every, you know me, Matt. I look at everything analytically, every pattern, and if I see something isn't working, what do I do? I cut it out. Yep. Like shop exclusive stuff. I TAA. cut that out, right? TAA. I cut that out. Booze coverage this year. I went less booze coverage this year. Actually, we actually ended up with more because some had multiple videos. But we went less booze coverage because I saw that there was this layer of booze that weren't getting me the ROI. So it is, it is not dying. And the fact that less people are doing written is a benefit to you and me, Matt, because we're, there's more people reading our stuff now. True. So I'm glad there's less competition. And, and, and Matt, I'm going to be honest. I don't understand why everyone invests in the video coverage. It's more expensive. Right? It's, it's, the ROI is not as good. So I keep questioning every year why we're doing video. Why don't we just do written pieces? Because it's, it's just we'll, we'll kill it on that alone. But, you know, I get there's a whole – we could show another dimension with that too. Yeah, I mean we have – you know, for us we have um, – especially having a, a bigger yeah. team now, we have more yeah. people involved um, yeah. to do more. And so, and we, and we would like to have both options, and we get yeah. a response on both options. But, yeah. um, 
Sorry, I needed some yeah, water. My mouth was dry. Yeah. But, you know, we get great response on both avenues, so we continue to do so. Now, I will admit we won't have 29% growth this year, it, it, but we all have growth. I mean, but 29% yep. growth last year was, was – I mean, when I, when I was like – to hit those numbers I hit last year, it, we've never – like you said, I've never had a decrease in, in online readers, audience readership, page views, or visitors in, in 13 years. So it, it's – it is not dying. Um, and as of as of today, we have already surpassed where we were um, at the end of the year last yeah. year. Yeah. We, and we did that June one. Like yeah, we, I mean we, we are we, it, we blew past the end of year last year by June one this year. I mean yeah, it's no, amazing it's how a, every year it, it just it yeah. multiplies. We're gonna yeah at, at the pace we're at. And I mean, it's still early in the year, and God knows what else comes up. That you know, major news stories that get you know th things that happen that you know are giant spikes in traffic as well. You know, shit happens, yeah. um, as you know. But I mean, at this current rate, I mean, we're gonna end the year like three times what we had last yeah. year. I mean, maybe maybe more. I mean, yes. Yeah. Now, why a lot of us are concerned about going back to Antoine? Is that is that is someone who's kind of in the written space, right? So that that does affect some things, right? It affects a lot of the guys who have who, have, who haven't built up to where I have yet. I could see that being an impact on that. And uh, it, it again, I have to question why why that's happening. You know, it's it's a fair, or, you know, or you know, a lot of times we're working on exclusive stories, and then suddenly we put the exclusive story out, and it shows up an hour later somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Which, kinda, which I expect I expect that from I expect that from Charlie and Halfway. I don't expect it from my trade organization. Yeah, and when Charlie and when Charlie does it, it's frustrating. But I also like you know I'm not like fuck Charlie. Like I'm like well I mean I, I get it he, because look, we do it too. Like Charlie it's, it's part never of what blocked we do. Immediate. He has never told a manufacturer, "Don't give the story to someone." I could tell you that. Yeah, like he'll, I know he'll that's ask true. for an exclusive. I know that's true too. So yeah. no, that's not the. I can't say that about other publications, mm -hmm. okay? But I can say that about Half Wheel. And if anyone wants to bash them, you know, I'm just telling you that they have, you know. So if they do it, I expect them to do it. I don't expect my trade organization to do that, though. That I'm you paying into, I'm yeah. paying dues into. You know what? And just, just on, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say this just because, uh, you know, yeah, I have a great relationship with the guys over there, and I know there's a lot. I do of too. People, I do too. I know there's yeah. a lot of people who read the reviews especially the ones that Charlie himself does. And I know at times people get all mad at Charlie and people like to make fun of him and like to give him a hard time. Uh, first of all, I'm going to tell you right now, he, he could give two shits about if you guys don't like what he writes. I can tell you that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, they like Coop and myself and, you know, a few others out there who, you know, do kind of like the same that we, we do. You know, it, look, Charlie, at the end of the day, he – and and the other guys too, but you know I know people always I always hear Charlie's name. Um, he, at the end of the day, he tries to be fair. You know you got to be critical sometimes, and that's the thing that I try to explain to people. I feel like I, I feel like I have to explain this to people all the time. Being in the media is not about kissing ass; it's about reporting on stuff. Granted, there's a lot of good stuff most of the time, and yes, if something's good, we can say, it. but. As people know, and I'm not afraid to say negative things. People know that. And I'm not trying to be an asshole. Charlie's not trying to be an asshole. But when there's negative stuff, you got to say it. Because you can't, not everything can just be good all the time. 
So like if you like Charlie does a review on a cigar and he gives it a seventy three, he didn't do that because he's like, well, fuck them, I'm gonna sink this. Uh, it's because uh, we smoked three samples. They did not burn. They fell apart. I mean, what do you want me to say? That's and that's yeah. fair. And it, I expect the same from my guys. I expect the same from Coop. Coop's done it. Um, you know, Kevin's done it. You know, when he's done reviews for other, you know, websites before he came to us, like. It's just it's part of it. I mean, there's going to be negativity sometimes and we don't do it because it's, you know, we're not out to get anybody. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I know those guys on a personal level as I do with many other media guys. And they really are good people. I can tell you that yeah. right now. I mean, they are. They're they very are. good people. Like, I can't tell you how yeah, much yeah. fun I had talking with Charlie and Brooks at the trade show. I mean, it, they're good people. But. They're also fair, and if something is not stacking up, I mean, they're going to say it. They're not going to lie to you and be like, oh, no, 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 right. it's great. I, because at the end of the day, where's the journalistic integrity in that? And that's why, like, yeah. when I come on the show and I say things and people don't like it, you know, again, I'm not doing it to be any kind of way. It's like, well, th I, you know, I feel like this is a problem or this cigar didn't perform or, like, this thing didn't have. It's just me being honest. Same thing with Abe. Everybody knows Abe's honest Abe, right, Coop? You know you're on KMA. I mean, yeah. Abe says things that, you know, sometimes people don't like what Abe says. But, you know, you got to respect that because at the end of the day, he doesn't hide. You know, he's like, oh, like, this fucking sucks. Like, that's, you know, <laughs> it's what it is. Yeah. I'm not going to lie about it. And I like that. I appreciate honesty. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel you like know, you can agree with that. Yeah, there's two things I want to add to that. So, first up is, don't call me and complain about the score Charlie gave you without calling Charlie first. Don't call me on that, right? I, and I, I have to say that every time. Like, why are you telling me this? Have you had a conversation with him? No. Well, have a conversation with him. Well, what do you think? I said, it doesn't matter what I think. That's his site, right? It's not my bit. You know, he doesn't. I'm, I'm sure he would give the same answer back from me, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. Now, there was actually a little thing that happened this week um, that all of a sudden, I start getting messages. I was doing the show Tuesday night with Bear. Yep. And I get all these messages. Charlie Minato attacked you in his editorial. Like, 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 did you see what Charlie wrote about you? Did you see? So I went and looked at it. And it wasn't an attack. Okay. It was, you know, when I wrote, when I selected my two companies at a trade show. Yeah. It was Ford's and Altus. Yeah. He disagreed with it. All right. That's all he did. Fine. He disagreed with it. He was entitled. He said, I didn't think this was a good pick, and here's why. It wasn't an attack on me. It wasn't an attack on my credibility. It was he gave a differing opinion of that. He's allowed to. Guess what? He is allowed to do that. Part of the that game. Was not an, but people want to try to create this drama that, look, if Charlie said, wrote in the article, Will Cooper is a moron for pick. That's a different story. No, this is like. He goes, he goes, he thought these were ambitious picks. And in the end, he said he didn't think there was wow. He had some valid things in there. I, I, I don't disagree with him on that. Yeah. So, um, but he's entitled to do that. And guess what? Got me more traffic on my website. <laughs> so, well, I get complained. You know, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, again, like, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten, you know, advice from those guys. And they've given me information to help me, you know, they're not out to get anybody. <laughs> like, no, they're, they're, they're out. Look, don't even, they're out to, they're out, they're competitive, okay? Yeah, they and are. They will be very aggressive. But it's they're business. not out to sabotage. Um, no, they're not out to sabotage. I spent uh, 
you know, I, I've gotten to know uh, most of those guys. Brian's the only guy I really don't know well. Yeah, I don't know. But um, I spent I, I spent a week uh, in Nicaragua with Patrick, and you know, we, we traveled around most of the tour and uh, Puro Sabor together. You know, so so uh, I've been invited to Half Wheel headquarters um, at times. So it's there's nothing, there's nothing, but we are we are competitors. Don't get don't get us wrong. We're still competitors and. We're not going to give trade secrets to each other either, um, right? And but if he, you know, look, there's if they need a photo, he needs a photo. That's something we'll do. That's not anything that I that would have an issue. I can't with, tell so. you how many times, you know, Coop, Charlie, Brooks, Patrick, um, you know, any of the other guys have said to me like, if you ever need anything, just let us know. I even told you this year you should have tapped into me on a couple of things with it. Then I said, look, you should have tapped into me on this one. Yeah, I know. So I know I you guys try to do a lot on your own. It's great, but we're here to help you guys too. Yeah, and, and we appreciate that. I mean, it's the same for us. I mean, you know, I, I had a conversation uh, with with Brooks about something, and he's like, "Oh yeah, if you ever need any, just let us know. Like, don't like we'll 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 help you out." And I'm like, "Oh, thanks." Like, you, you appreciate mm-hmm. that because, you know, and again, the reason why I'm talking about this is because I'm trying to paint the picture. Like, you know, don't you know, don't assume that yeah people are bad people. They're not. There are people who are very analytical and critical, right. and I think that that's fair. Again, as long as it's done in a respectful way, we're, we're, right? Um, we're, 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 we do analytical. I mean, that's how we are. We're, we're, if you're, you know, the funny thing is when I get a new company want me to review their cigar, the first thing I say to Matt is like, "Well, how come you didn't tell me about your cigar first? Like, you want me to review it, but if you would have told me about it, I could give you press on it early on." Yeah. And they said, "Well, we want to get the awareness through the review." I said, "You'll get awareness, but I'm not guaranteeing you a good review." I've had some companies say, go ahead and do that. A few companies have said, please don't. And that's fine. Uh, but now, actually, um, now I have more strict criteria if you're a first-time company wanting a review. So um, I, had somebody a, I, had, me, I had to put that in. I had somebody uh, call yeah. me this week. And, you know, they're like, oh, I want to tell you about my brand and this and that. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I and I'm sure you've gotten this before too. It started off with them thinking that we were a retailer, and I'm like, well, we're not a retailer. We're we're media, so I'm like, yeah, we can still help you, but not in the way you originally thought. And then the conversation changed. And it was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I mean, if you want, you know, us to check out the brand and then put us on your media list and make sure that we, you yeah. know, get information that we can cover yeah. it. And you know, it ended with you know, yeah, like we got on their media list that they yeah. have, and you know, they yeah. sent some stuff out to Kevin for you know him to check out and maybe review and you know and that's and that's how the process goes um so yeah i mean it's that's it's what we do though you know we we cover brands yeah. we talk about brands we check brands yeah. out we kind of figure out yeah. what's what i mean that's, that's what we do so yeah i mean it was but you know we, when it gets to trade show time that it's really interesting yeah the trade show throws a wrench into everything because now they all want you to come visit them when they ignore you 361 the rest of the year. The other 361 days of the year, now the four days of the trade show. And guess what? There were a lot of people I had to prioritize ahead of these people. I, I want to visit everyone at the trade show, right? But how do I how do I skip someone who constantly is supporting us? And every year it happens with one or two booths. Mm-hmm. It happens every year. Um and you know we've made a range like like I missed Matt Booth this year at the trade show. I didn't. We did not. And and Matt That's and I a did shame. a Zoom. We did a Zoom call with him though after the trade show to work it out. You know we talked because I reached out to a few of these people and we were really disappointed. And but it wasn't Matt's fault. I'm not blaming Matt, right? 
but we went and did a Zoom call, and we still did everything we did. We just had we had a, a, a Zoom call with him on that. So it happens, but if the best way to kind of get to get you know ensure that we're going to visit you at the trade show is communicate with us 365 days a year. That's what I tell people. Yeah. Um, I'm just not because the problem is I'd love to use the time at the trade show to come in, sit down, chat, and get to know you. In reality, I just can't do that. You can't do that. We don't There's have not time. time. No, we don't have time to do that. No, which is why we spent no time at the Boutique Cigar Association this year. I did walk through it and, and write some notes, but I didn't visit any companies in there because I just couldn't. Same, same with me. I mean. It wasn't like a a knock or like I didn't think that they were no. like, you know it but it's like the reality is, um, you know I appreciate what they're trying to do, um, but how do I say this so people don't try to turn this around on me, um, you know there how many how many booths are on the trade show floor roughly, two hundred two hundred yeah, I mean, be- before you even count them, I mean and. The reality is, is at the end of the day, the other the other part of what we do too is is, is you know we talked about before is traffic based and you know Padron, Fuente, Casada, Ferriotego, Espinosa. I mean, we we got to make sure we hit them first. Yeah, it's 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 just the truth. We 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 got to hit them first. And if there's time, yes, we would go to. The, but we didn't have time, even with a four man team, we we didn't have time. Here's a great example, Matt. We didn't get to interview George Padron this year. Um, we did go to the booth. We talked to people in the booth. Uh, we actually asked to interview someone else, and they, they said everything had to go through George on that. We respected that. But we still did a booth right up on it. Yep. I mean, that's still – and that's – like I said, that's just a reality that Padron is – is they're, they're in a position in the marketplace where I could do that, and it's nothing against a smaller company. Mm-hmm. I just can't do that with you yet. I mean, I, I just – if the trade show was 10 days, I can do it with you guys. Um, and Padron is a huge traffic drawer on our website. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fuente and Padron are huge, are huge, you know, as is Drew Estate in general. Um, Oliva. And if we don't. Oliva. You know, I, I got to say this. So there were two people who went to Oliva this year that didn't go last year. You and Dojo went there. Um, the Dojo guys did. a lot of time did, there, too. And, and how. Now, it may take a couple minutes to get to the right person in the Oliva booth. But mm-hmm. they were great, and they want they wanted us to be in the booth. They, it's the thing they actually were, were telling us, we want you guys here. And I said, you know, and I think they understood some of the challenges they had with some previous people who were working there too. But again, how you're skipping Oliva, um, over and again, I don't want to call single out a company, but they're a company. You know, you got to cover Oliva, and and now that they were really glad to see us. And I, I say I said last year that was the same reaction we got last year with them. But you went there and the dojo guys went there, so it was. And half I had went predicted. There. Half, well, I said besides Halfwell, myself and Cigar Aficionado, what was the over under of companies going to Oliva? I said one point five, and I took the under, so I lost. It was actually two that I saw. Yeah, you know, I mean, and I had said this before. I mean, I in years yeah. past, I I went to the Oliva booth several times at each show, and you know. It, just you know we couldn't get with anybody and couldn't make it happen and you know we chose not to waste any more time um but you know i had a conversation with coop and i was like all right and i went into this trade show and I like, look we got to make oliva happen and you know we showed up at the booth and they were busy but like we they made it happen and you know they, they, they made were it happy they, we were there they, they, they gave us everything we needed they took the time they went around with us 
Um, I had my I had my camera guy taking photos and yeah. walked him around to shoot this, shoot this, shoot this. We'll take generous it out of the with case. the samples. We'll Generous take it out of the, the case. Samples, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll take it out of the case. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want, you want the box open. You want the box oh, closed. Look, they did everything we needed. I mean, I can't thank they, them enough. And, and I and I'm, like I said, I just get so disappointed when I see media people not go to that booth. Um, it's a good booth, right? It's a good brand. There's good people there. They have good products. Um, the traffic on that booth is insane. But people, they, there's not a flashy name there. Is the, is the issue. And a lot of people who are going there and, and, and strictly doing the video piece, they're very personality-driven coverage, and it's not sexy for them to go there. So they don't go there. Like, even Dojo, he didn't talk to anyone at the Oliva booth. That's what I was like. But he did do a booth walkthrough, which I did like because what I liked about those booth walkthroughs he did is it gave me a little bit of vibe of the show, which is something I think we didn't do a good job again this year on, mm-hmm. on the Coop team. Mm-hmm. But you know how I'm into that vibe. And I think those booth tours were very good vibe. Vibe pieces, so um, good for them for going is what I'm gonna say. Yeah, um, you know, I uh, there was a lot of booths that um, I kind of had that that feeling with that I felt were uh, it wasn't just a lever. I mean, um, there was other booths I felt were in years past a little underrated in terms of the media coverage, and yep. I wanted to make sure that you know we weren't a part of that uh, because you uh-huh. know, a lot of these guys, you know, they, they deserve to be covered. I mean, um, and they were good to us. So, I mean, yeah. you, you can't complain. I mean, again, I saw very few people go to Miami Cigar booths. I saw very few people. There were a few people went to the La Aurora booths this year, but very few went to Miami Cigar. Um, Ashton, very few. Uh, and Ashton, Andy's been great with us every oh, year we go there. He takes great care yeah, of us. Yeah. What, by the way, go there day three is the key thing because he gets less busy. He told us that. Yep. Uh, That's and, when and I hit him. And, yeah, you hit him, and, and, and they are they are great. I don't see the Ashton coverage at all. But, uh, you know, and, I, and again, I don't want to say there's some brands I just don't understand the attraction of the cover I them. smoked. I smoked the La Roma de Cuba, Connecticut. That's pretty fucking good. <laughs> Um, that was our, that was our cigar of, that was our cigar of the show. Um, yeah, we had, cigar. Three, Nielsen had gone home. He had to go home, unfortunately, early. Right. Ben and Bear and I, we said that was on the floor, our cigar of the show. Um, I do think there may be another cigar that I had after the show that might be up there too. Perdomo 30th? I didn't have the Perdomo 30th. Oh, yeah. We didn't get yet? any. You didn't get no, any? No, we didn't get, we didn't get any. Oh no! We figured it was limited. No, well, it's okay. We'll get. I mean, I'm not. Again, we'll get. I mean, they, oh, they I know, I samples. know. But it's a great yeah, cigar. No, we, Damn, I'm sure it is. No, we, we, I got one right here. No, I'm fine. No, it's good. No, it's good. I'm glad you got it. I don't see. I don't get wrapped around the axle. I didn't get a sample of that, right? Oh no, I didn't um, mean it like that. I just yeah, yeah. I didn't mean it like that. I just, I was just surprised. I, I was just surprised you didn't get one. I well, yeah. I mean, when what day did you go to the booth though? Day three. We, I think. we went day one, and to be honest with you, I didn't ask, right? Because I didn't ask. I figured either. they have them. No, I mean, but they may have. Well, they might. They might know what their sample thing that's was true. at that point. That's true. That's true. And I know so they don't have why, a lot of them. No, and, and like I said, anything I've asked from Perdomo, they're great. I'm, I wasn't even worried about that. But no, I didn't. I mean, last year we looked out at the my father booth. We got the Lebeju hundred años cigars. Oh, and I know how you so, feel about that. And you know that that's 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 an epic cigar. That's a, way, that's a contender for you, I think. Absolute contender, yeah. I mean, I mean, my father was a booth I felt that really flew under the radar this year. Would you agree? Yes. And I think I'll they I you. think they had the uh, yeah. 
their 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 partnership thing that they're doing with Pete for the the twentieth. That's like Wasn't the point tape of drone. Where, where, where was the media coverage? Where was the media coverage on that? But granted, the media granted, I haven't finished my father booth right now. No, I know, but I'm, I know you would have. Right? And it's coming I, out. It's you. coming out. I got to finish yeah. it. But, dude, I, the only I mean, the person I saw cover it was Half Wheel and Bob the Cigar Guy. Good job by Bob the Cigar Guy. I'm going to say on that. Yeah. But but where was all these guys at the? That was the product of the show. If that w- that was that in the Perdomo thirties, right? But this this was this was Fuente Padron. This was like the Fuente Padron collaboration to me. I mean, and, it's a, and it was a great a very, one too because it's Pete and Papine. I mean, that's it cool. Was be- yeah, I mean, but the way it displayed. I mean, the Perdomo one I think is going to be a much more impactful release because it's going to be something over the next ten years. It's going to be a big line for them. But this was kind of like this really special collaboration. You know, it was just like a work of art, and and I just. The thing is, a lot of people went to the Pete's booth, and Pete didn't talk about that much in his booth. He talked a little if you asked him, right? But he kind of left that to the, the Garcias on, on their booth. Yep. And I said, so many people go to Pete's booth and not go to the Garcia booth. We were fortunate. We actually got all three generations of the Garcia family. So the way, yeah, because um, we had awards, and that made some, that lucked out As for we us did, too, because they were our factory yeah. there, as, as I believe they were yours as well, right? They were ours, yep. Yep. So they, yep. we presented them with their factory were, of the year were, award. They were so nice to us. Like they were very, they were very like you could see they were genuinely happy. We had a, we had Jose Ortega did the translating for us because, um, because they don't speak the the thing is they don't speak English, so it's not like you know, it's yeah. hard for them to interact with people, and that's a rare thing that you got and I got to get interaction with them because again with the language thing, it's hard it's hard to have them talk to everybody. And I have to say just a huge shout out to Pete Johnson. Who helped facilitate that? <laughs> As many people know, and maybe people don't know, Yanni Garcia, Pepin's daughter, is Pete's wife. So, um, you know, Pete is actually. See, I'm surprised you. Even, I'm surprised you even needed an assist on that. Because I just went up and I asked. I, I just went up and asked for help, and and it got me right to Jose Ortega, and I know Jose Ortega. I mean, I know so, Pete I mean, really well. I, you, I was with yeah. him first, and then I had mentioned it, and he was like, oh, "Okay, so yeah." He was like, "Come on, yeah. let's go. I'll bring you to my wife," and he brought me right over. Okay, then that's that, that. That's a good. That makes some sense too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. No. It was. It was. I thought they were great. Um. I thought they were great in the booth. Uh. And it was like an honor. I got to pick. You know, get a picture taken with them. Thank you, Uncle and then Larry. We. Then we had Joseph, who is I know Joseph for a while too. He's he did a factory tour for me years ago. He took us around with the products. Um. And I just thought the products were were spectacular looking this year. Even the Vegas Cubanas rebrand I thought was great. And it, I just felt this was really. Under the radar this year for what, and and a lot of it was because the Garcias kept most of this quiet before the trade show, so you know, and, and that sometimes takes some of the juice out of it, you know, which I can understand they want to unveil it at the trade show, but I just again, if you're a media, you gotta go visit the my father. If you're not visiting the my father booth, you're you're not covering the trade show properly, in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, uh, uh, Charles Joseph, uh, absolutely loved your interview with Nick from a few days ago. Uh, thank good you. Good job. Yeah, I appreciate that. You did a good job with Nick. Yeah. Thank you. You did a very good job with Nick. Yes. Um, um and I want to just commend you guys. Uh, Matt, I didn't mean to go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll... Um, I want to commend the Smoke and Tobacco team for their coverage this year. Uh, you guys did a fantastic job. The interviews were great. It was. It's the type of coverage I'd be looking for. Um, you guys really, really. It it, it takes. A f- I think I told you, you guys always did a good job, Matt. But it takes a few years to kind of hone this, and and you guys were especially having two, three guys who really hadn't covered the trade show before. Um, hats off. You had, you had a, the team did a great job. 
You really guys did. Well, Coop, I really appreciate you saying that. Um, yeah. Very nice of you to say. There's yep. two. There's two things I will say to that. Actually, there's three. One, I'm very proud of my team. You um, should be. Two, yep. um, those guys will tell you um, when I'm in work mode, it's <laughs> I'm on. And I'm on know, too. I know they, exactly and they, what you're and, about. Yeah. and they know it's not personal, but I made sure that they got their job done, and they did. Um, and I think they appreciate that I make sure that we stay focused because uh, yeah. I, I made sure they were in the game at all times, and uh, we got what we got. And the last yeah. thing is, I you know, I the only other thing I can say is, you know, I learned from I learned from some great people, present party, uh, uh, pre present party included. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had some good mentors. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I appreciate, I appreciate. It. I so, mean, I, yeah, that's part of it too. <laughs> and I gave a big, I gave a few big shouts to my team, and I'm gonna do it again because they just killed it this year. Um, we had just everything stepped up. Uh, Aaron Nielsen had to leave early, and that was unfortunate. But he did a great job when he was there. Um, you know, Ben and Bear really uh, just everything was top notch this year. Um, they worked their asses off, these guys. Um, so they deserve hats off to these guys. We're doing, by the way, we're we're having like our, our recap show on Wednesday because we haven't gotten back together yet. So all three of those guys will be on with me. And we'll just, from a team perspective, go through it. Kind of what you and Kevin did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we had different points of view and stuff. So, no, but you, I mean, these teams, you know, and, and a lot of these media guys really worked hard this year, too. So, uh, but I, I got to say, again, you guys, the interviews were very good. The production was very good. Um, so you guys were on point. Yeah. Mitchell really surprised me. I'm going to be honest because he, this is really, he's, he was the big rookie and he's out there with the microphone and, he seemed he seemed comfortable. He seemed like he had done this before. Oh, he was nervous. Um, trust me. Look, trust me. I hate doing that. Watch how bad I am on these interviews when I did some. I'm not good at that. That's why I got Bear doing it, right? I'm just I'm better at this setting. Um, but Mitchell, I gotta say, it's it's tough to do that. You know, it's tough to do it, and he did yep. a very good job. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to circle back to to this comment from Charles. Uh, how does the Perdomo 30th compare to the ESV in terms of tasting notes? Um, I guess it should be more general. How does it compare to the line as a whole? Um, it's been a while since I've had an ESV, and I, but when the last time they were out, I smoked a shit ton of them. Um, great cigar. They they are great. Um, I will you know I will say this because um, I've smoked the thirtieth Connecticut and thirtieth Maduro, and I I actually have the sun grown on deck for tonight. Um, so I'll actually have completed all three. Um, I found the, the Perdomo 30, uh, first of all, it, they're great. I mean, everything they do, they're just, they're one of those brands where they've, I've never had a cigar. I was like, it's all right. I mean, every cigar that Nick's ever made that I've ever had, I've always enjoyed and I've never had any issues with it. It's tasty. I've never good. had a dud. Yeah. That's what's amazing. Never yeah. had a, a, never, I've never, yeah. never, never had a dud. Uh, and I can't. And and there's a lot of brands that I can say, you know, ninety percent of the time, eighty-five yep. percent of the time, you know, not a hundred percent. Perdomo is one of the extreme few that I can say a hundred percent of the time it's been on point. Um, I really like the thirtieth. I think, um, not just ESV, but I would say everything else from Perdomo. It it definitely stands out. 
it's very refined. Um, it, uh, to be honest with you, when I smoked the the thirtieth Connecticut on the show with Nick, the the I right away I was like, this cigar smokes like, um, al- almost like an Atabay or like a good Davidoff. Some of those wow. really ultra premium. They were wow. just they were so clean. Wow. And they were so like polished. You know what I mean? Like in terms of the flavor, the complexity, just the balance, just everything about it was just it was it just felt like it, it like the harmony of the whole experience of the cigar was just like you like you could tell like there was no drop off for me. It was like wow, this thing is solid all the way through and it's and it's clean. Like the flavor is just like it was perfect. Um, and that's not to say that Nick's other cigars aren't great. They really are. But this one definitely stands out. And, I'll, and I think part of it is, you know, he's using 15-year-age tobacco wrapper binder filler. Uh, these cigars actually were rolled. Nick said by the time they release in November, they will have been rolled for over two years. So, I mean, now they get some aging room age on them. Um, you know, it, I mean, they're they're good. They're really, really good. He gave us on the factory tour. This is 2020. He took us to Finca Natalie, and that's where they're growing the sun-grown wrapper. And yep. he he gave us some Peritos. Yep. With that, and they were amazing. I mean, and normally I don't get excited about a Perito. They were amazing. So I knew that there was something probably pretty special about this. And he said that's what we're using for the 30th. Um. So, uh, and they weren't aged. That even wasn't aged probably the 15 years at that point. That's true. That's true. Because what oh, year was that? Did. Sorry, what year was that? 2020. It was, it was literally right when the pandemic started. So, 12 years age? Yeah, but I don't He might have, they might have pulled those off. They may have even had a lot less, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. But, but the point, I mean, I knew that they had, they had some exceptional crops that they were, they were working on with that, um, and I remember he showed us the plants and everything. And you know, they, they and, and and they, you could tell that these plants were just very pristine. <laughs> you know, them. Uh, and yeah, like I said, you go into that farm; it's enormous. You know, what that farm, it's like it's like the it's like that picturesque uh, tobacco farm, but it's real. <laughs> you know, everything's like perfect in that farm. It's just like lush green and everything. Uh, Alex Tavella Alex is here. Not sure how long this show is, but I'm here to give live fight updates. Uh, we got at least I have the hour, fight. Alex, I have the fight so on the time. other computer. We got time, yeah, I Alex. Have the fight on, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> no, we're going to be watching the fight tonight. Uh, so, yeah, if you uh, got updates, just, just crank them in there. I'll put them up. <laughs> yeah, I, have, I, have, I have it on the, I have it on the uh, other machine here. So. Which, by the way, shout oh. out to the GOAT and shout out to the guys that smoke in. Um, just look, they've been doing their summer of soccer thing. Um, you know, just, they're one of those retailers that, that, you know, they always, they get a lot going on and they make it look so easy and I know it's fucking stressful and, you know, no, just, they... sh- just shout out to those guys and just, uh, no, no. I, I, I just want to say thanks to Alex, you know, um, you know, for helping us out with something recently and I reached out to him and, you know, just, those guys are great. I just want to say. They, they really are. Uh, I love working with those guys. I consider it a privilege that I get to do a show with those guys on Saturday. Yep. Uh, Alex is a true professional. All the way true professional. But Alex is a true professional as well. Uh, just a quality human being and, and is really good at what he does. And um, it's a great skill set to have. So he, uh, you know, 
Um, you know, hats off. I'm like I said, it's my privilege to kind of work with alongside him. I can learn from him a lot. I learn from him a lot, so it's really good. You know what's funny too? I mentioned earlier in the show we were talking about stuff, and I mentioned how you know, honest Abe. You know, Abe has that honest Abe nickname to him. You know, for you know, because he because of that. He Alex, is is, Alex, is, Alex is the same fucking way. Alex will give you a straight answer. Like, I, 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 you know, I've said things to Alex before, like to get his opinion. He's like, nah, no way. Like, you know, he, he won't just be like, oh no, that's a. I remember I've be, I've been in the smoking shop. That's Paul. Ton- Paul. Paul is a guy who will do that part. Yeah. T- tons, tons of stuff, right? And I've, 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 tons of times I've been in their shop, and I'll be like, Alex, like, and he'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like. You know, he won't just be like, "Oh yeah, no, it's good," just so I buy it. Nah, you yeah. know, he's honest with me. I appreciate that. You know, I know they're trying to sell cigars. That's their business. But, but yeah. like, he'll be honest with you. He'll tell you. You know, or like, "Oh, yeah. I didn't really." You know, I don't know. it's like, yeah, I want to hear that because I'm, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna spend money. You know, yeah. I'm not, it's not like I'm not gonna spend money now. It's like, but you know, they they do a good job. They they steer in the right direction. They they know what I like to smoke, and you know, if I'm saying, "Hey, I'm thinking about this," nah, you won't relate. You should you should try this because like you know, he knows what I like and. Yeah, I appreciate that, and then just that's just another example of where that honesty comes into play. Yeah, they're, they're great, great people, and it's a great operation. Yeah, um, uh, they have there, so um, can't say enough about it. Just want to say that, not just because he's here, but you know, it's true. And, and, and you know me, Matt, I'm probably job. the first guy to complain about anyone who works at retailers. So yeah, so and everyone like, knows, like if I, I had a problem, I would, I, I would say it. Yeah, I would have said it too. Like, well, you know, Alex kind of drops the ball sometimes. Like when I play some. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, those guys are great. Just great people. Great people. So yeah. yeah, no, they're great. You know, and as is, you know, same with you know our our retail partner, Two Guys Cigars. You know, they Dave's um, a good guy. Oh, treated me a like goal when I was up there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, those are the shops, man. I mean, and there's and there's a lot of good shops out there too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, For. Shout out to Jay Davis yeah. too. Jay, who Jay again? Another spare notes, and Jay's not here. I don't know. I think Jay's mad at me. Uh, I think Jay's mad because of what I said about BCA. I don't know. I don't think I'm. I'm actually going to Texas in in September, so uh, I'll probably be seeing him. I'm gonna go out and see Bear and and uh, I'm gonna go to the McAuliffe thing. I'm going to the McAuliffe open house. So yeah. I I really won't be able to because I'm gonna have my hands full. But yeah, you're gonna have your hands. You're gonna be a little busy, Matt. Um, yeah. Okay. yeah, there'll be there'll be other times for that. Yeah. I we actually talked about it like last year and we were like we were like oh yeah like next September like we should yeah. go down to Texas and we had all these things we we're gonna do and then it was like all right so there's a lot of trips now that have been canceled <laughs> so uh, good yeah. reason though um, exactly but yeah no Texas is on my list man I really want to go to Texas yep and and it's funny in the beginning of the show it's way back here um, we were talking about Costco Dan. It said, I don't know if Dan's still here, but Dan, I'll throw this one up. Howdy, everyone. Did I ever say how good Texas barbecue is? Damn, that's like, that's like, that's like priority number one when I go to Texas. Is I want. You know what's funny about this whole Texas barbecue? Like I know people try to compare it. They're different, right? They're all different animals, right? It's Texas barbecue, it's <laughs> Carolina barbecue, but then there's like within that, you know, all Texas barbecue is not created equal, and all Carolina barbecue is not created equal. Um. I, I think that I think if you I always think there's room for both of these things. Um I don't know, it's beans in the chili argument, pineapple on the pizza argument. Uh, pineapple you know, on and the I pizza know I busted on you. But if, if someone enjoys it, let them enjoy it, right? No. I, but I don't, don't try to I pass know. it over don't try to pass it over as like 
you know, Chicago deep dish feeds or something like that. that, that don't do a Terrence Riley on. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Charles, are you guys on every Saturday? This is great when the wife decides to pass out early after a night out. I like that. It's funny. Uh, no, every yeah. or, or every other Saturday. Every other Saturday. Every other show. Saturday, yeah. The regular sp- the smoking yeah. tobacco show is on every Wednesday. Um, this show is every other Saturday, and then Coop has uh, two shows that he does during the week in a, on his own. Well, that's you know he does KMA, but you know there's there's prime time and the special edition. So yep, um, yep. So he has those as well. Um, yep. But thanks for watching the show. We appreciate it. I appreciate you guys being here. Um, but yeah, no, I, Terrence. I mean, talking about Terrence Riley. You know, Alex is here. You got one Philly guy here. I wish Joe was here too. We talk about cheese. Well, steak. it's gone. It's well, the cheesesteak thing is moving on right now. Yeah. Now apparently Terrence has gone after Chicago Italian beef now. Oh. Yeah, okay. and he has no clue what Chicago Italian beef is is all about. I mean, it's just. Uh... So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and you know, I I hope yeah. this. I really just uh, l- let me before I open my mouth. Let me just say this, okay? Because mm-hmm. I, I I had it going back. To the Junior's Cheesecake thing, I wish that I had said, like, hey, I don't know anything about this, so that you could have, you know, instead of listening to you complain about it for months on end. <laughs> I don't know uh-huh. what, I don't know what Chicago beef is, so I, I don't want to okay. hear it. I don't know. So tell me now before I get caught into a situation where it's like, Argh. I don't know. So tell me now. What's this all um, about? A, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have not At least I was fair had. about it, you know? <laughs> you had not had a Thai, uh, Chicago Italian beef sandwich before. No, I don't know what that is. Um, so I've never been to Chicago. So let me see if I can explain. I've always it. wanted uh, to. It it's a thin, it's thin sliced roast beef. It's simmered, uh, and served with an audio, kind of an audio on it, right? And mm, then there is good. um something called and I always I always mess the name up here, Jardinera Jardinera peppers on it. Okay. And some people like the Italian beef where the audio completely submerges the roll and other people like it dry. Okay. But that is that is uh that is what it is. It's it's a it's a tougher thing to do than a cheese we were just talking about this this morning with Alex. It's a tougher thing to make than a cheesesteak, which you can easily just fry up on a grill, right? Because that's a slow cooked roast beef that you have to make. Uh and in uh you know, the key thing is you really want like I would say for a good Italian beef, you want that boneless chuck roast, like sliced very thin. Yeah, that would be the that would be the kind to do that. But uh, other people, but yeah, but you know, it's not served like a cheesesteak or anything like that. Um, but Alex said Terrence also happens to be a lobster connoisseur. Listen, as someone who lives, yeah, that, yeah, he was fifteen minutes about, outside like, of Boston. On, uh, yeah. <laughs> we know lobster here in New England, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, can I just say this? I know that there's other kinds of lobster out there, but Maine lobster, which we have here in New England, that's what we're known for, uh, it trumps all other lobster. Okay, I'm just, I'll give it, you it, one that's right as good as Maine lobster. It's true, but it's harder to get. It's harder to get. It, it, South African lobster is really good. I've had South uh, African it, lobster. It's very good. It's hard to get it though. It's so, a little different. Uh, it is hard to get. I've I've it, only it's a little I've, different. Yeah, I've only had it at like um, yeah. Like Capitol Grill and like other like high end steakhouses that have specialty like that. Because um, yeah, because yeah, you're right. It's it's more expensive. It's harder to get. The other thing about other lobster is most lobsters are just tail. Maine mm-hmm. lobster has the claws. Like rock lobster doesn't have claw. It's just tail. 
Um, so the other thing too, and you got then when you get into that discussion, you get people like Wild Tail over Claw and this and that. I like all of it. I will say, when it comes to lobster, I mean the tail is the better meat. The, from, but from every, I've never had the South African whole lobster. Is what I'll say. Does I've that have claw? It has very thin claws. I think from what I've seen pictures of it in the past. But I've only I've only had South African lobster tail. So. Me too. I've only ever had the tail. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's and tougher. I agree. Main ones. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's tougher than main lobster tail. I noticed a lot of times they're they're bigger, but they're but they're tougher. They're, yeah, they're they're big. They're definitely bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very fla- It's a very flavorful thing. Um. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I had a whole I, when we had our when I was up your way last last year. We had a uh, we went to an event where we had whole lobsters. So that was that was great, and then you're right. There's nothing like a a main whole lobster. I I would agree with you on that. The um, I, I'm a big seafood guy myself. I really enjoy almost any seafood. I mean, the, to be honest with you, the only fish I don't like is very basic white fish, like white flaky fish, like cod, haddock. It's just not my jam, you know. And I, I I've had it. I've I've had it so many different ways. I've had it. Baked with breadcrumbs, baked with the Ritz crackers. I've had it fried. It it's, it just doesn't do it for me. But er, almost every yeah. other fish, I'll eat it. I eat octopus, squid, um, any any shellfish. You know, mussels, clams, scallops. I eat crab. I really enjoy lobster. I really enjoy salmon, swordfish, tuna, ahi tuna. I cook myself. I enjoy it. Um, you know, I've had. I don't think I've had flounder, but I've always wanted to try it. Um, good Chilean Flounders sea bass. Really good. I've had red snapper before when I was in the Dominican. I ate a lot of that. That was really good. Um, uh, trout is really good. I've oh, never had good. trout actually. Trout is really. And I'm gonna give you a place that you think would not do a good trout. I'm telling you, they do good trout. Is red lobster? They have it on the menu, and and uh, I I had it. My, I remember my wife ordered it. Like my wife, we were there. We went once, and I ordered. She ordered the trout, and I'm like, this is great. And, I, I, anytime I go to Red Lobster, I'll order. That's the only thing I'll order from them. Is the here's, the pro- here's the it's problem. Really here's the problem with Red Lobster living in Boston. There are no Red Lobsters here because we don't need. No, them. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, I, and I, look, I get. I'm not trying to say Red Lobster is, uh, you know, legal seafood. Even like, I'm not trying to compare. I'm just saying Legal's they do good. a good trout at Red. They do a good trout at Red, Red Lobster. Is all I'm saying. No, I, I take your word for that, though. I respect that. I respect yeah, yeah. that. But yeah, I've never yeah. been to one because I yeah. mean. They, they just they they don't exist here because you know there's I and I feel like because number one we have we, there's just too much competition with you know regular smaller shops that get fresh right off the boat that day and um, you know where it's New England you know what I mean yeah, like it, yeah. you know it's uh, you know we we got a lot of fishing we got Gloucester we got Boston you got pretty much all the way up the coast everywhere I mean you got there's a lot of fishing ports yeah the wicked the wicked tuna guys a lot of the wicked tuna guys are right out of Gloucester Massachusetts you know. 45 minutes from there. So. Uh, I love when I go up to Rhode Island. Um, I go down to Galilee. Rhode Island, so yeah. Uh, and they have some great, like, on the pure seafood places that you can get. Uh, uh, when I go see Stogie Santa, um, we, we always go down to Galilee. He always takes me down to Galilee. Uh, and, you know, I get the uh, the clams. The, the clams are unbelievable there. They have the clams on the half shell there. Uh, they have something called a Rhode Island clam chowder, which, from what I understand, is technically a main clam chowder. Uh, it has more of a a clear broth to it. Um, yeah, I think it's, it, and, I, and if I remember correctly, it's usually a little more oily. 
Yeah, it's a little more oil. Like I remember, I I was talking to Carney about it, and he said no. He goes, it's actually. You know, I know he's from Maine, but he said no, it is actually Maine Maine clam chowder. And uh, I did some looking up, and he was correct on that. So, yeah, but they some, just call it Rhode Island. Sometimes those clam chowders will also have like bacon or like a pork, some other kind of like yeah. like a pancetta yeah. in them, which is, I don't hate it, but it's definitely different. I mean, the clam chowders that I eat are usually, um. Like, the legal seafood clam chowder is good, but, like, you know, I go to a lot of, like, the local clam shacks here that make their own mm-hmm. stuff in-house, and, you know, yep. it's fresh, and that shit's my jam, you know? And I'll yeah, go to, yeah. I'll go to other parts of the country, and I have clam chowder, and it comes out, and I'll look at it, and it's like, it's like, and again, this is another thing I can identify with. It's like an Italian going to Olive Garden. Yep. You're like, okay. Uh, yeah. I see the attempt, but... <laughs> Well, you know, I'll just say this uh, again. Um, I've had some very good experiences at Olive Garden. It's put, like I've gone there for lunch sometimes at work, you know, because there's nothing else there. And, I, you know, it, I've had some very good experiences there, too. So, again, I'm not trying to compare it to my favorite Italian restaurant. But, you know, I think sometimes it gets a little bit of a, a bun wrap. I really do. Oh, Mitch, I, I mean, love all you can eat. All, all you can eat the soup and salad is not a bad deal, guys. So. I will say, uh, soup, it, salad, the breadsticks, I mean, like, if I go to Olive Garden, that's why I'm going. I'm not going for the lasagna because, uh, let's face it, like, but, for but me. I, but like, I see people go to Jack, comp- Go. I see people complain about, about Olive Garden, they go to Jack in the Box. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I'm like, you go to Jack in the Box, what are you complaining about Olive Garden for? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, no one... No, yeah. no one, no one makes it. No one, and then not just because it's my wife, but it's like no one makes a better Italian lasagna than my Italian wife does. So, I mean, you know, it. She makes that lasagna. I'm like, dude, half that's mine. Like everyone else can go. Screw yeah, it. absolutely, that's absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> She'll make it to the holidays, and I'll just tell people like, just you know, half of that dish is mine. You, you guys can go screw. Right, <laughs> right, mine. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, exactly. Exactly. The meatballs uh, totally. too. Like, do you, they make, you know, meatballs, sauce day. So, so are you gonna get her to make meatballs, and then you can submit them to Garofalo's meatball competition? You, should you get know, in on that. I tell you, I, that conversation did happen one time, and <laughs> uh, I don't know. I we, we've we've done the meatball event a few times. I was there when Oliver won the first time. I remember. I remember you were like giving me play by play from the meatball competition. Yeah. And all of it was good. They were pretty good. So, so the first year, okay, the first year they did it, we, <laughs> like, we were on primetime that night. They were doing it on a Thursday night, right? And I had, it was before I knew you, right? Yeah. I had people, like, like messaging me, hey, what what's going on, right, at the meatball competition, right? And then somehow someone told me that soccer won it. Okay, and I said it on the air, but then I found out that Dave wanted a a, a gag order. He didn't want it out till like he did cigar authority on Saturday. I felt bad. I didn't know, but yeah, but like I had people like you know pinging us the whole show. Who who won the meatball competition? Like it was a soccer, you know. I think soccer won it three times in a row. I think he won it, and then Oliver won it like three times in a row, right, or something like that. He won it three times. I think Oliver won it twice. Yeah. Yeah, who's going to eat my Mr. meatball? Mr. Jonathan, I think, comes in last most times. Although, I think the time I was there, I think he came in. Uh, no. He came in last when I was there. And then this year, I think he actually finished, like, third or second. 
Okay. I think he was in the middle of the pack. I, 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 I would never. I will never make fun of anyone. Because believe me, I would not. Fin I'd finish in last if I did. So. I me personally, I do a lot of cooking, and I know my way around the kitchen. I have never attempted meatballs myself personally. I could probably do a decent job, but no. I mean, Nicole. Nicole yeah, does a good I job. My father-in-law does meatball. a good job. Yeah, who's Italian and knows you know how to cook and stuff. He does a lot of cooking. Um, Be because of the egg factor, uh, my wife makes them without egg. So, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, the egg. I, yeah, that's why I won't eat meatballs because I know there's egg in on them. So, but I will eat my wife's because she knows I make, she makes them without egg. So, John, legal uh, legal clam chowder from, <laughs> from a restaurant called Legal Seafood. Um, so, great, great restaurant up in the New England in Massachusetts area. Yeah, they're a chain. They're a small chain. It's a chain, but it's a New England chain. It's so, a New England chain. It's a regional. It's a regional chain, but I would say. So while it's, it's a, a chain, really good... I, I give it the New England respect because it's New England based and they do things kind of the New England way. So. We should go there. When I'm up there. Yeah, we Actually, should. I would... Let's do that. We we I mean, they had really their lobster bisque was killer up there from what I remember. I think they put the sherry. They put a little bit of the sherry in it if I if I remember. Maybe. Maybe. I, but I, I don't know if I actually had before. their lobster bisque. Their lobster bisque is 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 money. Don't let you I'll tell you that. The other thing too, like if you get a salad from them, which is awesome. Like you know, most places you get like a Caesar salad, or whatever. Like you can add chicken, you can add maybe steak to it, or you can add like you yeah. know shrimp. Like you can add scallops to it. You can also add like a lobster salad to it, like mixed in the mayo and stuff. Like you can get a Caesar salad and then they'll, they'll dump like a whole thing of like lobster salad yep. on top. Yep. It's great. Yep. It's like 30 bucks, but it's it's great Caesar salad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, uh that yeah. I just looked it up. It is that's the one where they put the sherry in the in, in that lobster bisque. It's really good. Mm. It gives it a it gets a little sweetness and um it's it's fantastic their lobster bisque. You know what's funny? Oh, you could like... order. You could actually get shipped to you now. There, it's interesting. I was just looking at. It. Yeah, legal. Um, some of their like their soups and stuff. You they are packaged. Like you can get them at Costco. We go to Costco and you can get like the 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 two oh, really? the two thing of like clam chowder. Um, yeah, yeah, you can get it. I don't know if you guys get it down there, but I know our Costco we have it. Um, I'll have to look and see. Yeah, I just. Uh, oh yeah, you guys are Costco. I've, got, I've gone to should... I've gone to Costco twice for the first time in fifteen years. You should keep uh, going. You know what's interesting? I just uh, uh, not to distract is when I go up to there's actually illegal seafood in the New York area. I thought they oh, had so. I thought they had like one or two like further down the coast, like either in your neck of the yeah. Woods there's or... one in Jersey, um, right near my sister's house actually. That's why, uh, and I'm due to go to. I I think we're going to New York uh, probably the end of the year. See my family. So, hmm. uh, it's been a while since we've been up there. So yeah. I don't know how we got the legal seafood, but we did. Oh, Terrence Riley with his lobster comments. Why, Terrence Riley's here? No, but that was – he oh. was, like, trying to be, like, a lobster connoisseur today. The guy who, the guy who doesn't – he doesn't even know how to order a cheesesteak. I mean, to be honest with you, like, Alex had him on um, – Alex had him on summer – oh, no, it wasn't summer. It was, like, they were doing something similar to summer soccer. And he asked him how you order a cheesesteak three times, and um, Terrence couldn't articulate it. Because there is a way to order a cheesesteak in Philadelphia. I, well, you say I, wit, I, don't, oh. I, don't, I don't know if you saw, we had Joe on the show two weeks ago, and I brought this up. So Yeah. 
Hey, Joe, I, I heard that show, okay? And Joe was kind of playing the political animal there. I heard that, right? <laughs> oh, you know, I think Coop is really me. Yeah, come on, Joe. You were, you were all over him on that. You were calling it an abomination, and you're sitting there, well, you know, I think Coop is, you know, come on. He's trying to play this politically correct thing. I heard that. You don't think, I'm, I'm not like Alan Rubin on these shows. I'm like, I, I do hear this stuff. Okay, like I don't comment a hundred times, but I, but I, but I <laughs> I'm sorry, getting all that. In. Like you notice, like how many times, a couple of times, you guys, like, if I watch it live, you, you guys make a comment, you'll notice I'll say, "I heard that," and you don't even know I'm there, right? You had no idea I was even there. I'm, Here's I, the thing: I, I'm like a little. Since since you're here, I'm just gonna and I'm gonna say this for everybody. So when I okay. when, when you're not on with me and I talk about you in the air, I bring you up. And like I'll I'll bust your balls. It's I know so I know okay. full well. Like I do it knowing you're going to hear it. So it's not like I'm hiding yes, it from yeah. you. Like no, I was I talking know, shit. Like I'm exactly. like he's gonna hear this. I know he is. So I'm gonna say it. <laughs> like I'm not shy. I know you're gonna hear it. <laughs> the question is, am I listening live or not? It's the question. Yeah, but I know at some I, point I, you're I, gonna hear it because I'll hear about it, it. it. Oh, I heard what you said the other night on the show. Yeah. And I'm like yeah. <laughs> and, so? and I'll be honest with you. I used to comment more on people's shows. I've kind of commented less because. Again, it's it's your guys' show. You guys need to um, you don't need it. You don't need another wheel there. But occasionally, I'll say something here and there. You know, but I like when but, you uh, say yeah. stuff though. It's nice. Okay. Yeah. Alan said, "People who go to Olive Garden can't take shots at public subs." Uh, I, I listen, I've been to Publix, and I didn't take. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Publix. It, it's, not a, it's not. A, he's not wrong. I don't know why I'm giving him time with his comments, but no, he's not wrong. But it's fair comment. Public subs are good. I've had the food. No, there. they're okay. They're okay. Uh, I, all right, I'm going to say this. Florida is known for Publix, right? Mm-hmm. When we were in South Florida, I will take you to f- – I could find places that would blow away Publix subs. Blow them away in South Florida. Damn, we can make it and happen. You've got to make the VNS, VNS Deli in Boca. Blows that place. It's, it's one of the best delis in America. Uh, and then if you want kosher deli, I got to take you. I took the Coop team for kosher deli, um, back when we were at the Great Smoke, and it was an experience I'll never forget. They loved it. Kosher deli is an amazing, amazing thing. It's hard to find good kosher deli in, uh, around. And especially, we have one place in Charlotte which is decent, but it's not. It's not like there's a uh, Ben's down in, in Florida. Coop, you know what I wish I could do with you? I wish you and I could just like take a week. Right, and we could just travel to like er- like all these different parts of the country. Like on a d- every day is like a different part of the country, and we eat like whatever the the food. Like we go to Philly one day, we do a cheesesteak, and then we go yeah. to like you know, um, fucking I don't know. Give me some. We do yeah, fish look, up we've here. Got a new, we we go could to do New York, New York, and p- do the bagels. Do New York get bagels? Uh, New Haven pizza. Yeah. Uh, Rhode Island, you know, we go to Galilee. It could be done. I mean, it, it's not that far. We could probably easily make that work out. And just like do a whole food tour, that would yeah. be the way to do it. That would be. I, I think we should try to make that happen. Yeah, I think it would be a lot of fun. That would be a great time. I would, lo- I would love to do it. I would love to do it. By the way, um, I'm sure you heard the news, but one of your favorite burger chains is now opening up on the Vegas Strip. Oh, yeah, Kevin reported. You know, good job by uh, by the Smoking Tobacco News team. Kevin was right on top of that. Um, what yep. a bird. I mean, and what's great is you have now the trifecta. Okay. You have Whataburger, you have in and out burger, and now I'm putting Wiener Schnitzel on there. 
which was a very they had some really good hot dogs at Wiener Schnitzel is what I'll say. So you're covered for meals every night now. Jay's you here. Spend, you Wiener Schnitzel was great. I I got to go to Wiener Schnitzel. Uh, I went to In and Out to. Uh, I went to In and Out when I was picking my guys up at the airport and I was waiting for them. Um. So, uh, yeah. So, but Wiener Schnitzel, Wiener Schnitzel was a better hot dog than Costco. I'm gonna say that. I mean, but not much. It was. It was. It was. It was but that's not. That, though. But yeah, it was. Um, there's certain Wiener Schnitzel hot dogs that are better than others. You got again. You got to go for the all beef. Beef ones. All right. So here's a comment from Alex. Anyone who wants to order a cheesesteak and starts the, with the word Philly is it's already lost. Uh, you know what? And I, you know what? Guess what? I'm guilty of that too. But yes. Yeah. I want a Philly. And Terrence goes. I want a Philly cheesesteak. No, there's a. There's a. There's a. There's a. That's funny. There's a culture to ordering a cheesesteak and fill it up. You say with or without. You know. That's how you. He had no clue, Terrence. So I remember one time I texted Alex this question. I don't know if he'll remember this, but. A lot of the sub shops around here, they'll do steak bombs. Have you heard of steak bombs? Yeah. All right. Which normally is uh, peppers, onions, cheese, uh, mm-hmm. usually mushrooms. And then one thing that a lot of the places do around here, sometimes you get to ask for it, but a lot of them just by default, they'll they'll chop up some salami and they'll put it in the meat as they grill it and like and grill it and it's get mixed in. And I like it. I think it, I think it's good. I mean, but you know, I'm not from Philly, so you could not get you could not get a steak bomb anywhere around where I'm. Just you know, right? And I remember asking Alex, I'm like, hey, so like, I asked him like on steak bombs, and he was like, what the fuck is a steak bomb? It's <laughs> like, all right, it's, I, I already uh, fucked a, up. <laughs> well, they're they're big in New England, and I think they're big in a few parts of the country. I think in, I want to say in Arizona, they're big too. Um, but, but, you know, it's, it's a, it's a New York. Now, another thing that's really cool is, you know, going back to the Chicago Italian beef is you get a tight, they do Italian sausage and they wrap the beef around the sausage and put the garden peppers on it. It's really good. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, the steak bomb is probably something I need to get next time I'm up in New England. I haven't had one in a long time. I think they're good. I mean, I like the extra stuff they put in there. Uh, we got a couple of places nearby. Um, there's a place. There's a place the next town over called um, Carl's Steak Subs, and they do a lot of that stuff. There was one time I was doing a I was doing a side job with my dad. We were out, not real west, but more towards Western Mass. And there was a there was a steak and cheese place out there, and like that was like their thing. And they had like like thirty different kinds of like. You know, steak and they had like a Mexican steak and cheese, and and the subs were massive. I mean, yeah. like they came out and they were like, they were like this, and like the the bun was like, well, like you get a steak and cheese, and the bun's like this, right? Like I always think I want like the I want the bun to be like this, and like you, like you can't close it. Like I like food, so like I like to get a lot of food. I don't like when you get the the sandwich and like yeah. the bread's closed. I'm like, all right, I mean, come on. If I wanted a panini, you know, I would have got it. You know. Right. I want I wanted a full sandwich, not a flat sandwich. So, um, yeah, but that's all I have, have to say on that. Have you have you ever had a wrap sandwich, like a, a sandwich in a tortilla wrap? Yeah, like a Caesar you know wrap. Or that? A... You, know, you know, you know who invented that? Who or claim? Bobby Valentine, the baseball manager. Really? He claims that yeah, he, he invented the. He the claims he wrap. invented the wrap sandwich. Um. Because he, he had those, he has those Bobby Valentine restaurants for like over thirty years, and he apparently was actually when he had one restaurant, he was working there. Um, he was out of bread, so he went to the customer. He says, uh, "How about trying this tortilla?" And the guy says, "Yeah, I'll give it a try." And 
Bobby Valentine claims he did. He was the first one to do it, and he challenges anyone to prove him wrong on it. Is what he said, and no one's proven him wrong on it yet. So Mitchell asked so, a question. They got tongue at Kosher Deli. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Uh, it. What I would say with tongue is, I I would not order a tongue sandwich. Um, it's not a meat that like it. It's better when you put the that meat in with like a brisket or a corned beef or a pastrami. Isn't that what head cheese is? Head cheese is kind of in this. Head cheese isn't isn't um isn't no head cheese isn't tongue though. It's different. Okay. Um, I'm trying to describe. It's not first of all. Head cheese is not cheese. It's no, I know like, that. I know like, that. It's got this gelatin quality to it. Right. The meat. Yeah. Yeah. If you've ever seen like the the deli meat, that's like kind of right, but, clear and it's got like little like pieces of meat in it. That's but you what put that is. you put a thin slice of that on your sandwich. You don't like going to have a head cheese sandwich. Same with mortadella. I don't like a mortadella sandwich. I like it with uh, it's it's a good sub complimentary meat. Is what I would mortadella? say. Mortadella. Yeah. 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 You leave off the end of the word. <laughs> Whatever. It's Archie Bunker. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Come on, Alex. Back me up on this one. <laughs> oh, man. Well, how head cheese is like very disgusting looking. Yeah, I, you uh, know. Terrence, we went to uh, Terrence Road. I, I grew up, you know, um, with, you know, I'm German as well. So, like, I ate a lot of German food. Um, like, I've eaten liverwurst, which I enjoy. Uh, I know that probably grosses a lot of people out. But I enjoy that. But, like, the head cheese is also popular in, like, a German deli. It's never been my thing. Tongue, same thing. But, like, I'll eat, like, liverwurst, bratwurst, budwurst. Anything that has worst at the end, I usually will eat it. Um, knockwurst. Um, to me, it's all good. You know, you know what's funny about head, head – I got to go back to the head cheese stuff again. Yeah. Head cheese is almost like – Short filler cigars. It's kind of like I think another way to put it. Damn, it's all the scraps that are left over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Literally, that's what they do with it. Literally, that's it's like an umbagog. They trim it and they gelatinize it so they get it all to stick together. That's what they basically did with that. Yeah, that's what head uses. It's just, it's the scraps of everything. Jay said in response to Alex Tavella, "I tip my hat to you, sir. Chicago musts include a game at Wrigley." Italian beef, Polish sausage, Chicago hot dog, or red hot, razor thin pizza, and deep dish pizza. But great Polish, we about that. We Vietnamese, about that this morning, too. Afghani, Ethiopian, Greek, Italian, Thai food, and of course, steak at Gibson's, the Chop House, or Gene in Giorgetti's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, lucky we have some really good Chicago connections on the Coop team with Jay and Aaron Nielsen. So, I mean, I am in basically one of their hands if I go to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, so, oh, we were talking about, we talked about Whataburger coming to the Strip. Yes. So, I, I think that's great news, by the way. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, like, I've, I've always taken the attitude there's room for both in my life. I've never gotten, like, you know, they're different. Mitchell, I love head cheese, but it's not tongue. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not, not tongue. It, it's there not may be tongue in it, but. Yeah, I think there's tongue in it, but there's also other yeah. stuff. In it. It's it, it's a multitude yeah. of things, yeah. Like I said, it, it's freaking short filler is what it is. <laughs> it's exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, another thing that, you know, people eat, I'm not a big fan of, but I know people eat that is kind of in that 
other realm is tripe. I love it in faux. Do you? In faux, it's really good, yeah. Yeah, faux is really good in. Or pho. I hear people call it pho. Pho. Yeah, I mean, um, we were talking about pho with Anfan. He was on the show Thursday night. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I always go far with him down in Florida. He knows all the best places. Um, and you can't get the tripe in in Charlotte. You can't get they don't do it in Charlotte. So it kind of sucks because I, I do a, I like it in with the with the with the brisket and the round beef, yeah, and the meatballs. I'm glad Jay finally showed up because he's got a lot of interesting things to say. Well, yeah, he, he probably had stuff going on tonight. Yeah. No, I know, but this is awesome. He said, and by the way. The restaurant barbecue in Chicago is vastly superior to that in Texas. Barbecue um, made by barbecue made by locals is better in Texas, is what he says. Listen, we have some. You know what? This I, I hate getting into this art. I, I'm sure there is, and I won't even doubt it. But there's some great South Carolina barbecue near me, which is the mustard based. The, they call it the Golden Barbecue. And it's so unique, but I wouldn't try to equate it to a Texas barbecue. That's mm -hmm. a, it's just it's called barbecue, but it's completely different. Um, you know, they have like the vinegar based barbecues here in North Carolina, completely different. Um, and there's room. For, I always say there's room for what I love is I think what's great about regional cuisine is the variety it brings. Um, it shouldn't be trying to divide people. It should be actually trying to, to expand and, and everyone should learn from each other. But, you know, like this, I heard this stupid thing about beans and chili. Guess what? You want beans and chili, you have beans and chili. Uh, you want it not in Chile, you don't have it. It's that's what's the beauty of choice here, you know. I mean, I I eat beans in Chile. It doesn't bother me. I, there's a, there's like a religious war about it, and I, but I think it's the people who are don't put the beans in the Chile. It's religious. Like, um, I think that I think there's room for both. I keep going back. It's like I've had great Texas chili. Um, if you don't have a lot of gas yeah. after you eat chili, you didn't do it right. So. You didn't do it right, yeah. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's yeah. got to be good going in and not so great coming out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just <laughs> so I'm looking forward because I'm going to be in Texas. Uh, I was just saying, Jay. Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing some. Uh, I know we'll, Jay and I will be having a couple good dinners out there. So I owe him a good dinner. So <clears throat> yeah, I know. And uh, anytime I go to Chicago or Texas, I'm going to be texting Jay. For Jay, so, Jay will be like my my concierge when I go to Chicago and Texas. Be like, so, Jay, I need you to educate. The the years I did the Cannonball Run to Vegas, where I drove, and there were three years I did it. Um, it was interesting because uh, Saka did it one year, and he knew I was doing it, and he was ahead of me on the road, and he calls me up, and he says, "Well, when are you on the road?" I said, uh, "I'm in Amarillo." He says. When are you gonna hit Albuquerque? I'm like, uh, probably about like four and a half, five hours, right? And he's like, oh, he goes, I'm already past Albuquerque, but he goes, you gotta go to this place. And he tells me he's right off the highway. He found this barbecue place. He's got like, gotta go to it. And it was fantastic. I gotta say, it was a Texas style place in New Mexico. It was really good. There's a there's a barbecue place in Connecticut. <clears throat> that Nicole really loves, and it's a good place. I don't have. Anywhere else to compare it to? So that's my disclaimer. But um, it's called I've been to a couple. When I lived in, when I lived in Stanford, I used to go to a few barbecue places. They were good. Actually, and I th actually I think you know about this place. It's called Bears Barbecue. I've heard of it. Yeah. And they actually they catered at the Connecticut Barn Smoker last year. 
And Nicole already yeah. knew about it. She went to the barn smoker. I was in Florida with Carney, but she went to that, and they had the bear. She was like, "They got bears barbecue here," and um, that's a pretty good place. And I've been there. Yeah, I stopped there. Um, actually, I was with Carney again in December, doing an event at Penthouse Cigar in Hartford. And on my way back home, I had actually stopped there, and it was a good place. It was a good place. They had some good barbecue. Yeah, no, I, you could. They said it's good. You can find good places. Uh, you know, like I was just telling, there's a Chicago rest style restaurant that just opened in Charlotte, and I've heard great things about it. You know, it's authentic. So, uh, you know, people do move to different parts of the country and they take it with them. So, I, I, I don't doubt it. Yeah, Jay, Jay said Coop is correct. Memphis barbecue and Carolina barbecue is excellent too. It, they're just different. They're different. Memphis yeah. is a very uh, Memphis has a dry rub on it. Um. You know, and they're different. They're not, they're not, I don't think, they're not, because then you can see different types of Carolina barbecue, and some are better than, uh, you know, some, you know, like Texas-style barbecue, you go for brisket on that, right? I think, you know, in St. Louis-style barbecue, you go for more, in Memphis, you go more for ribs, you know? Yep. Uh, so, pulled pork is a Carolina thing, you know? So, I think, I think it differs where you can kind of get the specialty on And the sauces are it. different styles, too. Like, they got Carolina barbecue sauce. you got yeah. Texas barbecue sauce. Like, it's all... Yeah. And they're all yeah. good, but they're all different. They're all different. I think, isn't they're Carolina barbecue sauce more, like, mustard-based? South Carolina is mustard-based. That's what it is. East yeah. Carolina is, is vinegar-based, so it's clear. Mm-hmm. West Carolina is a hybrid of tomato sauce and vinegar. So there's actually three types in the Carolinas. Okay, the mustard is my opinion is is and you have to go to the right places for mustard barbecue. South Carolina mustard barbecue, that nice golden sauce you want. It's like that golden brown. You don't want the yellow, the yellowish sauce. I don't think is as good, but there's a golden brown sauce. It looks like it's bronze color, and it's just incredible with with brisket in my opinion. John had asked Scrapple. What's Scrapple? Oh, uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's a Philly thing. Oh, is it? Uh. Alex, where are you? No, I know, I know what it is. Uh, it's, it's again that is short filler. Uh, it's kind of pork scraps that they kind of they kind of bring these they kind of uh, fuse them together the pork scraps and they okay. mix it like it's like a like a, they mush them together and uh, then they like so they kind of mush it together. Uh, it's like it's homogenized. It. It's homogenized, right? Right. Yeah. They put cornmeal and stuff in it. And, uh, it's con- it's kind of that congealed. It's again, it's similar to a head cheese type of concept. It's all the scraps, and then the idea is it's pan fried, uh, which is which is which is really really. Uh, I'm not a big. I've never been a big scrapple guy. I've never been. You know, spam. I I know it's not spam, but it reminds me of spam sometimes. Sorry, where was I? Yeah, David asked, Lorenzo asked, where in Texas? I'm not sure what that was about. And then David asked, hey, Coop, was it Rudy's? It was Rudy's. Yeah. Good call, David. It was Rudy's in Albuquerque, yep. yep. It was literally right off I-40. The restaurant you need to go to in Fort Worth is Riata. Get the chocolate bread pudding tamale for dessert. I will be, in, I will be, I will be going there in uh, September. I'm there. I can't. I, uh, Riata is absolutely a bucket list item for me to go to. Yeah, I want to check that out too. I do too. I'm really. They have a about couple of them, right? Or is it only one? They have a couple, but yeah. I don't. It's the only one in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. <sighs> we spent half the show talking about food tonight. 
We did. Well, we didn't talk about PCA much, do we? I know. And I've well, often well. criticized you guys on other shows for just talking about food. But yet here we are. Yeah. It's just I feel like but it's just one of those topics. Now I know are, now well, I know why. Now I know why like you and Abe talk about Cracker Jacks and you know, Dojo does a whole thing about cereal. I guess you just can't avoid the food talk. It's just I mean it it is a popular thing. We did a whole food segment with on the other night. Um and we were talking about Michelin star restaurants and omakase type of cuisine and you know, there's there was a lot of there and tonight we talked about barbecue and the um let me can I turn this back to a quick PCA thing about the food? Yeah, let's this do was it. The yeah. most dis, this was the most disappointing year of PCA food I had. I I did not have a great. I did not go out to a manufacturer for dinner this year. Coop's going to um, Fort Worth, Lorenzo. Yeah, yeah. It was. And I'm not, not. We just didn't have that big dinner this year. The best dinner I had was with Jay Davis at, at Susie Chamba beforehand, which was fantastic. That dinner, but after that, it was like. You know, the cocktail hours were – I went hungry after the cocktail hours, right? Except the Espinosa one had, had, had food at least. So, but, uh, I, I mean, we, say, door, we went DoorDash one. We went back to the house and DoorDash it. That's how, uh, that's how hungry we were. Where did we eat? So we went to – the first night we went to Smith & Walensky, which is usually a place I like to go. Was this like – did you go to manufacturer or you went with the team? No, we took the team. Okay, that's um, good. We, we we went to a ramen place like after the show was over is what we do, yeah. We did that. Um, we were look. We all like to eat, but as we talked about in the last show, apparently Mitchell can put food away like a garbage disposal. I, I heard about this. I heard about this, yeah. dude. That bone was that bone was clean. Um, and he eats fast, right? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, like I was still eating. Like I think, what did I get? Yeah. Like a ribeye or a strip? Right. And Kevin had something like that. Like me and Kevin got some decent sized steaks, and I think Mitchell's steak right. was a good size too. But we we looked over. I was like, "Dude, you're done." And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I'm like, I looked at Kevin. He looked at me. I'm like, "Holy fuck, dude!" I thought I liked to eat. And the, the thing is, this kid's skinny as a rail. Like me and Kevin. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not knocking Kevin, but like me and him are like two peas in a pod. So I feel like I can say it. Like we're not what in the best wonder. shape, but like you know, Mitchell. I mean. I, he's he's a pretty dainty fellow. I mean, and I don't mean that in a rude dainty. way. Hey, 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 look. I mean, I wish I was could eat like that and still be skinny. But like you know, he he's not like a he's a very slim guy, and he, uh. he can put food away. I mean, I, I will say it. Eventually, it's gonna catch up with him. But or he's just yeah. got great genes. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a Chinese thing. Maybe I don't know because I don't know many Chinese people who are overweight. Maybe and they and Chinese people like to eat too. Maybe it's a Chinese thing. I don't know. And he he can eat and God bless him. God bless him. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's it, I just but it was it was a it was a topic of conversation. And then Kevin was like, "All right, so the next time we're just because I here's the thing. I said to the guys, I go, we want, do you want to do a buffet one night?' And they're like, "No, no." I'm like, "All right, fine. They want to do it." And then Kevin's like, "So then after that, Kevin's like, all right, we got to do a buffet now. We got to take Mitchell because like Kevin's like now I need to know like where the limit is." <laughs> like, right, right, right. <laughs> I'm like, that's a good idea. And he's like, we're going to take him to the M buffet. Um, and we're just going to, you know, all you can eat. And we're like, all right, Mitchell, just go to town. Let's see how far you can go. And if that kid clears like four plates before dessert, I'm going to be like, all right. Like, I bow down to you. Boy <laughs> wonder. Yeah. That's why we don't call him boy wonder for nothing. 
I'm going. Mitchell no, said I'm going to a Michelin star bar for my B day on Tuesday. That's right. Mitchell's birthday is coming up. So happy birthday to Mitchell. Happy um, birthday, Mitchell. Yeah, absolutely. But going to be 21 years old. He's going to turn. So congratulate you. <laughs> he looks like he's like 18. I know. <laughs> Did they card him and all that? that it's funny yeah. because cause Nick, like, Nick made a comment on the show the other day. And then Mitchell was like, Nick, uh, just so you know, I'm actually older than Matt. <laughs> he's like, wait, what? <laughs> Not by much. Mitchell's Mitchell's. Wait, 30. he's older than you? I didn't even know that. Yeah, so I'll be thirty in December. Mitchell, I, call, oh, I'm I think is the wrong guy, boy wonder. I think uh, I think Mitchell's gonna be thirty-one on Tuesday, so he's he's he's, he's a, very slightly older than me, but he's older than he's, me. He's uh, he's younger than my daughter still, so. Mm-hmm. But he said I'm going to a Michelin daughter. star bar for my birthday on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be great, but you know he'll probably finish that meal so fast he'll probably forget all about it as soon as he's done. So, uh, you know. But no, I, what I was going to say was, so we went to Smith & Walensky, and then the next night we went to Din Tai Fung, and if you know, you know, but we went out there and we got a shit ton of dumplings and stuff. It's it's a great, uh, it's at Aria. You need a reservation. You need a reservation. And if you show up early, they will tell you, we're going to seat you at your reservation time because it's that busy. And oftentimes, mm-hmm. you don't go in until after your reservation. It is busy. Don't Don't show up there. You won't get in. I'm telling you right now. You need a reservation. I won't go. I I can't deal with that. <laughs> um, but it's it's yeah. great. It's great. We went there, and then Saturday night, uh, Mitchell and I went with Carney to Carver Steak. So Carver oh, Steak. Oh, Carney! The Carney experience is. I've done it one year. Oh, unlike anything you'll ever see. But and you Car- had him just order. Yep. So Carver Steak was voted best steakhouse in Vegas 2022. So Carney was like, "Hey, like we're going to dig you guys around." I'm like, "Yeah, let's go." So we went, and I sat down, and I barely looked at the menu, as I normally do. Everyone's like studying the menu, and I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm not wasting my time. Um, and uh, the food was, the food was pretty good. The service was not. So one thing I'll say about Carver Steak, the service was subpar. Um, I can't tell you how many things we ordered, and then like 25 minutes later, we're like, "Hey, where's that drink that I ordered? Or where's that, you know, whatever?" Um, but it was good. Would I go back? I might. I would go back to try it again, but I don't know if after that. Right. But it was. I would say check it out. Um, that was an interesting experience. And then where'd we go? Monday. Monday we went to Carmine's at Caesar's Palace, which is family style Italian. If you've never been to well, Carmine's, I've been to Carmine's. It's, it's a good place. Yeah. Um. So when you order, just remember, like you know, you look at the menu and you see everything's like thirty-five and forty dollars. It's not but that it's like overpriced. You, you get yeah, a platter yeah. of it. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, get a lot of food. Don't go there with like two people. Um, yeah. You know, go there like with a group because it'll be more fun. Uh, but yeah, the food experience, yeah, it was good. I mean, for the most part, it wasn't. Yeah, probably wasn't the best, but it was it was decent. No, we di- we didn't have any big dinners this year. Like I said, the the big the big thing I had was um, the dinner with Jay and his brother at Sushi Samba, which was incredible. Um, thank you, Jay, uh, for uh, um, taking us. It was very nice. Then um, I take we go to Ginger Rama. We do our post team thing at Ginger Rama. Yeah, uh, which is some of the best ramen ramen out there. That's ramen ramen, excuse me. Um, that we did on Tuesday afternoon, and then 
uh, I went out for Cuban food with Jose Blanco on Wednesday. Oh, uh, so you know we're going. Like, Jose's like, hey, let's get some lunch, and he's like, uh, I'm in the mood for Cuban food. I'm like, okay. So he goes, I know this great Cuban place in Vegas, right? Or I heard of this great Cuban place in Vegas. So he, I go punch it in the GPS. So I punch. He punches it into the GPS for me, right? Uh, he plugs his phone into like you know the console, right? And I look at this. I'm like. Jose, this is five and a half hours away in Tucson, Arizona. Oh, it's wrong. I'm like, no, Jose. It's, 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 there's no other place. It's five and a half hours. We're not going five and a half hours to Tucson. It's like, Jose, so, I love uh, you, but I'm not driving you to Tucson for food. So he goes, oh, all right. And he, he punches up another Cuban place that was actually really nearby. And we went there. And this was. it turned out this place was actually Kevin Acuff approved. Mm-hmm. So you know if it's Kevin Acuff approved, it was legit. And it was great. It was great. Yeah, before I go to a – anytime I go to a new restaurant in Vegas, I always ask Kevin first. Kevin, Ke- do you yeah. know this place? Uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I was with Jose, so I didn't have time, but I would have normally have done that. But, yeah, you want to go – you want to get the Kevin A. Cuff seal on that stuff um, for sure because he will not steer you wrong. And he – like I said, when, if, the fact that this was on his radar, we just lucked out that it was a really good place. Yeah, there's a lot of good spots. And I know, like, the How About That Cigar guys, I know one of their traditions after the trade show ends is they go to um, um, Tacos El Gordo on the Strip. It's, it's, um, I, know, I visually, like, I know where it is, um, like, in my mind. But it's past Venetian. It's past, I think it's past the wind, isn't it? Isn't it like in between like wind and uh, Stardust, or not Stardust? Fucking, it's not there anymore. Uh, Resorts World. Yeah, it's somewhere around there. It's on the north end of the strip. Yeah, it's kind of like it's like before Resorts Resorts World, but it's after where like the Frontier used to be. It's like in that little gap, I think. Um, and they go there, so I know that's their thing. When the when the when the show is over, they they go there and they get tacos. So, yeah, there's there's, there's definitely some food rituals at the trade show for sure. Is Alan trying to go for another record tonight? What do you mean? Comments. Mm. <laughs> he Wait. has been on a he has been on a tear since Thursday night. <laughs> I just lit up the Perdomo thirtieth, uh, Sungrown. Oh, I got ash all over myself like a fucking slob. Um, so here's the thing, and I've said this publicly many times. Um, when it comes to sun-grown cigars specifically, um, Perdomo is usually a brand that I hold to a high standard because they're yeah, sun- oh they're, yeah, they're sun-grown specifically. Uh, and Fuente, I really like this. Fuente does really great sun-grown. Perdomo does some of the best sun-grown, and um, it's funny. The majority of what I smoke from Perdomo is usually sun-grown, but I'm actually smoking the sun-grown last of the three. And again, it starts out just so smooth, just like I know. I know we consider usually the sun-growns are, mo- are usually the most are the strongest of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's usually Connecticut Maduro sun-grown. If you look at the Perdomo portfolio, I'm telling you, <coughs> for a sun-grown and a Perdomo sun-grown at that. And I'm at the I'm at the foot where you know most of that that initial rush is. It's a smooth sun grown. It's a very smooth sun grown. Yep. It's like <laughs> like twentieth and the Habano and like 
you know, you get a lot of a lot of a lot of spice in the beginning. There's spice here, yep. but it's not it's not like the other sun growns that, that he makes. This is this is a very refined sun grown cigar. Very, very good. Very, very good. I think I mean I haven't I just started this cigar, but Early prediction, if I was to rank the three, I would say Connecticut, then the Sungaroon, then the Maduro on the 30th anniversary, in my opinion. Not that the Maduro wasn't great. I thought it was. I thought that they were all really great. and actually probably some of the best out of Perdomo overall. But definitely the Connecticut and the Sungaroon, I think, are my strong favorites so far in this line. Very excited for those. I've heard, I heard, heard, no com I've heard nothing but excellent things about these cigars. Oh, yeah. I think that these cigars truly stand different. Um, and the other thing about these that I find interesting is the price point. I mean, think about what think about what these are. And when you smoke them, I think it'll also add this to you. But twelve to fourteen dollars is the range. I mean, that, for what they are, it's pretty good. For what they are, and just that packaging. Um, that packaging. You know. Um. That packaging, you have to really see it in person to get the justice done to it. Um, it, it I love the packaging. I think they did. They really knocked it out of the park with it. Uh, it's not over the top, um, but it kind of fits in with the Perdomo mantra, I would say. Yep. And look, I, I, I saw the samples of those cigars, and you know, they look beautiful. I mean, they just uh, there was a lot of work. Like I said, Nick's got to, you know, the 30th anniversary line. It's key because this has got to carry. This has got to be a this has got to be a flagship line for Perdomo for many, many years to come. So, you know, you think about the 10th and the 20th did that. Now the 30th has to do the same thing. Yep. So, um, you know, it's an important release, and they didn't cut corners on it, and they didn't rush it to market. Nope. You know, they did, they did a great job on it. You know, one of the things that, you know, every manufacturer does things differently, but Perdomo, like Nick talked about on the show, like when they come out with a new cigar, like it literally takes them years and years to make that happen. Because they only they, do they, one release a year max, yeah. Even that, sometimes they don't release something every year. I mean, they know, didn't last year, yeah. They did well. This was supposed to be last year, but even the year before that, I mean, they did the 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 tenth anniversary so was, was kind of re, redone. So um, was the Immenso. It was kind of like a re re yeah. rebranding. But I mean, you're talking uh, about something brand new from the ground up. I mean, yeah, is, they take yeah. their time, you know, and they they do and yep. they do it right, and um, it shows. Um, that that was my pick for Cigar of the Trade Show, by the way, was the Perdomo 30th. Uh, because when I do my top five, I want to look at something that's an ongoing production. Yeah. So um, I that was my pick. Uh, I think it was up there with the most talked about cigars. So uh, I don't know what your pick was, but yeah, I think it lived up to it. Even though I didn't try it. I didn't have to try it. I had to see the reaction. I see the reaction of people smoking it. I see the reaction of people seeing it. And like I said, that was that was it was an easy pick. I don't, you know, I think that was as far as an, like, some limited release can can steal some spotlight. I get it, but um, you know, certainly that we talked about the, the my father Tatawai thing. But as far as a, a release that we could, that people are going to talk about for years to come, that Perdomo 30th is the release. Tell I can't find another cigar out there that was a regular production cigar that people are going to talk about for years to come. Maybe there's a few. Well, you know, another thing about the 30th that I thought was interesting is this is kind of. As you know, uh, Nicholas Perdomo and Arthur Kemper 
were behind the packaging. And I heard the story that that they like he told us this in the interview. Yeah, he didn't see the packaging until the night before. He didn't. He didn't. They they kept it. They kept that. They only unveiled that whole thing at the trade show. But he saw it the night before. Yeah. Well, I thought that was important. And he also talked about you know Nicholas is working on as much to. I I don't think Nicholas wanted him to say this, but it's out there. So um, he had kind of let it slip that Nicholas is working on something using Cameroon wrapper. And but they've used Cameroon before. Perdomo's done Cameroon releases before. Right, but Nick, this is something yeah. I guess Nicholas is doing on his own, and Nicholas had some input yeah. on this, and Nicholas and Arthur did the packaging. You're at that point where, you know, Nick's, you know, starting to kind of, you know, let some of the reins go down the line because, you know, you got to start to think, like, you know, he's not going to be around forever. And who, Nick's running next? the company. Like a C- yeah, he's running the company as a CEO should run the company. Yeah, a CEO is not the micromanage, and he's he's running like a good CEO. Um, so I give him a lot of credit, and he is those two guys are, are exceptional people. Um, Bear's gonna have Nicholas on tomorrow on his show, by the way. Yeah, I saw Nicholas, that. Nicholas, uh, and I think that's a great. I uh, I've been wanting to get him on too, and uh, Bear and I try not to conflict the shows, and I actually gave Nicholas, and he goes, "No, Coop, I got him on in two weeks." I'm like, "Oh, Nicholas will put you off a little bit," but, um. But yeah, we always try not to bump that up. But yeah, I mean, he's—I—I I, I talked to Nicholas a lot in the last few months. He, he did our pre-show with us, um, which uh, and he's and he's he's great. He's he's a great. Uh, I mean, the whole—they've always the Perdomos have just always been there for us. I've said they've never always been there for us. Always been there for us. I mean, we just—they're uh, yeah, great partners same. to have. Yeah, they're great. They're great. How can you say yeah? And the work they do, you know, Janine is. Wonderful toe, which you know, she does an amazing job. You know, I think she keeps everything in order. Uh, so we were texting a little last night, um, for a bit, you know, and uh, um, and then you know, she reminded me of, of all the shows, like, so yep. I, I yep. know, I got, I, I follow all this, it's like, it's all good, so uh, you know, it's all good, so uh, you know, they, they're good, they're good partners to have, so uh, yeah, I'm very, I'm really happy about that. I, like, I didn't smoke the 30th yet, I'll smoke it. I'll, I'll smoke it. Don't ask. But uh, uh, one of the things I was gonna, um, one of the things I was gonna ask you about was, um, so outside of Perdomo thirtieth, we've talked a lot about the thirtieth. Uh huh. Um, did you smoke any of the stuff from Hoya to Nicaragua yet? Oh yeah. Okay, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned that the best cigar I I had at the Shh, show I have was a bag here. Go ahead. Okay. The best cigar I had at the show was the was the uh. This is the PCA bag. Yeah. What is the PCA bag? Your this, PCA bag. Yeah, this is just okay. Everything. So, <laughs> the best cigar I had after the trade show was the Cinco and Cinco. Yep, by far, by far. Uh, knocked it. I think it was better than the Cinco de Cadiz, at least in my initial first impression. Um, I only had one of those, but uh, yeah, they knocked that one out of the park. I'm trying to find it. It's in a coffin, isn't it? No. See, mine was in a coffin. Really? See, but I yeah, they gave me one in a coffin. But here's the thing, Kevin my guys. All these up. I, so so, I don't take these. My guys get all picks of the samples before mm-hmm. I do. They leave me stuff that and, and they they they're generous with what they leave me. But I say take as much as you want because I'm not reviewing these cigars. So there's no point in me taking them back. You know, you guys, I want you guys to enjoy it. You worked hard. And and they, but they, uh, the coffin, they did leave me. 
and I smoked it, and it was uh, it was definitely the best cigar I had post trade show. And I think there's two different ones, so I would highly recommend. I mean, that's the that's the green label one we're talking about. The uh, yes, I, so the Cinco de Cinco, I smoked one the other night, and I thought it was I thought it was really good. Um, and I had another one in here. So oh, I know where it is. It's not in the bag. Um, the other thing that Hoya did was they are bringing back the um, the Classico original. I, I, I smoked as I smoked a few of those. I mean, I that's always been a favorite cigar of mine. Yeah, I've always I mean I've reviewed that years ago. Uh, to me, it's one of the best Connecticut shade cigars out of Nicaragua. Uh, great cigar. And um, I thought that was really good. I, I think I've pretty much smoked all the stuff from Hoya that I've needed to smoke. Um, and, again, I was blown away. I thought it was – Hoya is just one of those brands right now, man, that I just – I'm just – I'm really impressed. They're, they're definitely oh, – yeah, yeah and they is. went and had a good trade show. They had a really good trade show. Yeah, there it is right there. Um, Yeah. Cinco de Cinco. That's it. Um, if you haven't had smoked it yet, which I actually I think it, it's shipping it, soon too, so I think it should be it should be out on shelves pretty soon. Shouldn't have to yeah, wait too it long is. To a, get it. it was def. I remember when Dakotas came out, I smoked it. They had a party with Drew Estate, and I smoked it at the party, and that was my cigar of the show that yeah. year. Um, this is right up there with the. I mean, honestly, there it probably it's 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 one and one a here, and it, that because that Ashton was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why. So, um, but the yeah, La, I mean, the La Roma we, de Cuba, Connecticut. The La Roma de Cuba, Connecticut is one of the best. Val Jay actually had smoked it before the trade show, and he's like, "Coop, he was really like high on it." Uh, we all had it at the trade show for the first time, so it was out a few weeks already. And I'm like, "This thing is legit." Uh, I can't believe that the Garcias, my father factory, made a Connecticut like that because I have not been a big fan of that Connecticut's that they've done over the years. Mm -hmm. But this was the real deal. Uh, it was it was a tremendous tremendous uh, job um, on that. So uh, speaking of Connecticut and my father, another cigar that recently came out that I haven't had yet, but I've heard nothing but rave reviews about is the Las Calaveras Le um, El 2023. Um, Dave Burke actually just sent me some i got him at the house uh he sent me two he sends them to me so i could send him some but he bought some from me to keep mm -hmm. so i have that sampler pack i just got those um um so and we because we also save those we do our dedication show every year so we save one for the dedication show which we do every uh spring yeah so uh so yeah we have those i have i'm in possession of those right now it's a broadleaf so i'm pretty excited I thought you know some are better than others. The Las Calaveras is what I'll say. Some I like better than others, but this is a broadleaf one. I haven't done a broadleaf one in a while, and I love Connecticut broadleaf. So, Jay said this Las Calaveras this year was the best in almost a decade. I'll see. Yeah, um, I thought the best one I had was the Mexican, the green one. Um, so far for me, it's been the the original, the twenty fourteen. Yeah. that's been my favorite. Yeah, um, I mean, again, I'm a big fan of the Las Calaveras brand, and I, I haven't had all of them, but I've had yeah. probably like half of them. And you, you, you know what cigar I don't like from Karen Heads, and I, it's almost sacrilegious to say it. It's Four Kicks. I've never the original Four Kicks. I like the Maduro, but the Four Kicks line has never clicked with me. It, it's too floral for me. 
I just never have gotten into the – but but I like a lot of other crown head cigars. I like the Le Carrems. Uh, I like the Las – when they had Mas Marius, I, like, I like the Calva. Mil, I'm not a big Mil Diaz guy either. Really? Um, I like the Mil Diaz. No, I was disappointed with the Mil Diaz. Um, it just – it didn't click with me. Um, But, you know, for the most part, I like crown head stuff. But, you know, not every line's for everybody. It's true. You know, again, I know people. I mean, George George Brightman will rave about the Mildias line. He will disagree with me vehemently on that. Saying Mildias is a great line, I'm sure it is. It's just not my profile. You know, sorry, I had to touch that up. Um, yeah, you know, Crown Heads is another one of those brands where most of the stuff I really enjoy. Uh, Las Calaveras is always good. I like the Mildias, the Le Petitier. Is good in certain not, sizes. It's good. It wasn't good in that Lonsdale, but the sizes they came out with last year were much better. Yes. Oh, La Verita was really good. The new crown, that twenty dollar crown head cigar, I thought was excellent. Uh, and I'm smoking the Alec Bradley fifth, fifth, uh, Magic Toast five year anniversary cigar. This is a great cigar. Buddy. Kevin loves that cigar. Oh, I'm a big fan. The Magic Toast blend showed some. up on the Coupless several times. Um, this won't be eligible for the Coupless this year, but it could be eligible next year. Jay said, blasphemy. Four kicks, while not a good seller at our store, is quite good. I never liked Mil Diaz. My go-to is Jericho Hill. Um, I just didn't like four kicks. Uh, I know, it, I know. Believe me, I know it's blasphemy because I've heard it from people. I just, that cigar to me is... Oh, your own guy just floating. got it too. Four kicks and four kicks Maduro. Maduro four, so kicks Maduro great. four kicks Maduro Four kicks Maduro is fantastic. Made my top 25. The four kicks line is too floral. And, and Bear knows... I don't like that profile. Yeah, it's it to me. It's just it's. I it was. I I just. I I remember when I, it was the most disappointed I ever was in a cigar, which when Four Kicks came out, and it was like blah. I'm like, what is this? And people are calling it. Uh, people. It almost won the half of consensus that year. The year it came out. I'm like, I, I didn't get it. Um, so it, it, it it's Dave Burke loves it, but me. But the Four Kicks Maduro made my top twenty five. I wish they'd make more of them. They don't make them. Anymore. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Have, they haven't been doing a lot of production of them. I should say, they do make them. So I, I have samples of it, and I haven't smoked it yet, and it's on my list. Maybe I'll smoke one later tonight. But I was curious. So Crown has also released or unveiled a, a new line at the show this year. That was the one I said the La Verita. That yeah. was gr- great cigar. I thought so, it was fantastic. Yeah. So that one, that one is on my list to try. Um, I'm trying to think of what else from the show really. Either has my attention. The, the, the or... Oscar stuff was pretty good. The Oscar Valadares stuff. Yeah, they came out with a new 2012, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Um, that's the one I haven't smoked, but I'll tell you what. Alex and Abe smoked it this morning. Um, and it was really good. That's the one I have. I'm gonna smoke it next week. But the I've blue had one, the right? uh, the blue one. But I've had the uh, Leaf by Oscar Criollo and the um, the Oscar Connecticut, and they were really good. Yeah. Um. I thought Oscar had a really good trade show this year because the, his three most successful brands are 2012, the Oscar, and Leaf by Oscar. Yeah. And he extended all three of those. For, for like, he was doing this like McFly stuff and Wild Hunter, and I'm like, what is this you're doing? Like, it, it, Go back to these tried-and-true brands that you've been establishing and expand them, and that's what he did this year. I mean, Wild Hunter was a huge disappointment. Yeah, the twenty uh, the the twenty twelve line is probably my favorite. I mean, all of them are good. I really great. like the Connecticut, yeah. but yeah, I mean, they're they're some of the. 
best cigars from Oscar I've had. I think probably my favorite line. Leaf by Oscar is uh, good too, and, and it's funny you mentioned Leaf by Oscar because I know so many people that look at it, and, and for those who don't know, it, it comes wrapped in a leaf, um, and you you take the leaf off, and there's a regular cigar. You don't you don't yeah. I, you believe how many people I run into who think you smoke it like that, and I'm like, no, you, yeah. you take it out. But but there's also people who like I, I who like look down on it like it's it's funny, and I'm like, it's well, a good cigar. And they think because they think because of the way it's presented, it's like gimmicky. And I'm like, I mean, it's a good cigar though. It it is a little gimmicky, but so Jim Robinson, retailer out of Pittsburgh, was distributing that line for a long time. Um, and he it was a monster. That was a I was I, that brand grew. I think it went to over a thousand stores at one time. Um, but Jim, I don't think really wanted to be in the distribution business. Um, you know, he's kind of very laid back. Um, so he told me he is now in the process of transitioning everything to Oscar, um, they're calling it kind of a merger. Um, and, um, Jim was at the booth. So that's why you're seeing Oscar Valadares promote the leaf by Oscar more now. Cause right. they really, if, if you go into their booth a couple of years ago, you wouldn't even see a leaf by Oscar in the booth. So I don't okay. know what I'm wrong about. I guess it's the four kicks. Couple so. of, a couple of comments here. I just want to read. Jay said, "William Cooper, if you don't like floral, you don't like aged opus. Please." I don't like aged opus. Just... I don't like a, I don't like aged opus. I like I like my opus is not very aged. Bear said, "It makes me cry when Coop is wrong," which I think yeah. is hilarious. Uh, Charles asked me, "Any updates on that 30th Sunger? Now that you're into it a little bit, I'm on a pre-order list for that one, and I'm debating getting on one for the Connecticut based on your feedback." So I would say, uh, I mean, so far I really enjoy it. And again, I, I I'm gonna stick with I think it's this and the Connecticut yeah. that are my favorites so far. Um, it's very it's a smooth it's a smooth sun grown. I mean, there's there's spice notes in it and um, there's character to it, but it's it's very smooth and refined for a sun grown, and I really enjoy it. And I think it's something that people should definitely check out if they're really into sun grown, because uh, I, I I I think it's kind of different, um, and I think that people will find it interesting to try so yeah i mean i this the sun grown is, is is really good jay brought up this i had this one too i don't know if you had this papa Saka was really good right both uh oh i have not had the delay yet but the suma and the papa Saka were excellent i have a suma with me i was gonna smoke mike said smoke it right mike told me to smoke it right away and i did so i got uh, one with me i'm gonna smoke papa Saka was good um i thought that the papa Saka. I thought the Papasaka had a little more strength to it. Did. You taste a lot more of the wrapper. Smaller yep. ring gauge. Uh, makes sense. Uh, what's one of the things I noticed right away? Like the, what's the, the seven and a half by 54? Is that what the Saka that, that's Con was? Saka Con. Yeah. That was a good cigar. I really liked that one. Longer, uh, thicker. It grew on me. It, it grew on me. I know it did. I know it did. Trust um, me. <laughs> yeah. So but Papasaka was good. I'm gonna make a prediction. Okay. Halfway consensus winner will be Papa Saka this year. Stone Cold Lock. Put Stone, it in the bank. Stone Cold Lock. Put it in the bank. If that cigar, yeah, it's going to be Papa Saka. Uh, the reaction with the media has just been, how can I put it? Um, the media loves Saka, is what I'll just say. Uh, and when I'm seeing this, I, this is a much bigger reaction Papa Saka's had to Saka Khan. And SakaCon won the consensus last year. So I predict it wins the consensus easily this year. It won't even be close. 
I mean, I could see it. Nothing's guaranteed, but I could see it. Well, I could see it too, and Sokka, Sokka knows how to work the system and make it happen. Okay. All right. I guess. He's going to get those cigars out to people. That's what's going to happen. He he knows what to do, but I think it's a legitimate. I don't think he has to get the cigars out to people. Yeah, I think people will actually go and seek it out in the media. Um, you know, because you see, you know, this is, you know, we talked about this. And I, you and I have had this conversation too. I, I'm very big on first in, first out reviews. So, yep. I don't, I don't bump anybody. Um, so I don't necessarily publish it in that order, but I smoke it in that order. Um, another but I don't, one. I don't fast track anyone. I don't ever fast track anybody. Another cigar that um, technically was out before the show, but made its full showing at the show. Uh, or full release, I should say, was uh, McAuliffe Black. Oh, hold on. I've had the cigar. They knocked it out of the park with For that. $8, too? Yeah. It's, that's that's really hard to beat. Um, yeah, and that's, that is Coop eligible now because it was released before the show, the same as the Around Metal Q. It is eligible to make my list this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it will be one of the – it will be a cigar review probably in October. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I, I thought the Toro – I like the Toro a little better than the Robusto, but they're both really good. I mean, based on the review, it's it's kind of hard. Like, look, when it comes to the list, I know we don't like to say like what's going to be on it till they come out. But it, I mean, like, like you always say, if you follow along the reviews, I mean, you can kind of figure it out too. It got no a it got a it got a ninety one, and everyone on the team has loved it. And outside of the performance factor, you know, the value, and I mean. Uh, I, I don't my, know where my, it ranks on the list, but I can tell you right now it's 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 on the list somewhere. I mean, it's, it's hard to say it's. I don't not. I don't know if it's top ten yet. It okay. may be, but it, but it's 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 definitely got a shot to land on the coop list, is what I'll say. Yeah. But I don't know if it's yet top ten. There's some this year. There's some very good competition on the coop list. Um. So it's there's a few cigars like and I have another review coming out of something that's that's a potential another very high scorer. So uh yeah, Honey I think this is it right here. Honey and molasses. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, uh Oh, you know what a, else? You know what else? I won't be eligible in your list and based on when it ships, it 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 may not be eligible for mine depending on when it ships. Um but there's also the new Alfonso coming out that, um, yeah, it won't be eligible on mine. Yeah. No, if it's, but in, if, Alfonso, it's in by, let, if it's in by Halloween, it's on a, it, it's eligible. Well, but. well, Alfonso, Alfonso nailed a 92 on Coop. So it's the, it's tied for the highest score and it's in play for a very high spot. It's going to land on the list. Yeah. Um, the Byron 1850 may land on the Coop list too from last year. I yeah. didn't think this year was as big for 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 uh, selected as last year. By the way, um, just because all the stuff they had had been announced or seen before, but what they had was very good. The only thing that was really quote unquote new from them was the Atabay ten year, right? Because the black we knew about, like we knew that was happening a couple years ago. The Atabay humidor we knew about. Um, we knew about the Grand Selection last year, so there was no real surprises that they had this year. No. Uh, other than out of a 10-year. Someone told me he's doing a 20-year. He has a 20-year project going on, too. I don't know how. I didn't ask Oliver this, by the way. It wouldn't surprise me. A 20-year aged? Yep. So I mean, Why wouldn't you try that's... to do 
I could see him. He puts it's like Oro Blanco, isn't now. Oro Blanco 20-year aged? No, nah, I don't think it's that much. Thought... He's a post-rolled, though. He's a post-rolled cigar. So what, the, what the is The tobacco's maybe. What is it with Oro Blanco, then, that I'm thinking of? That's the Davidoff, right? Yeah, the Davidoff Oro Blanco. I think, I, think, I think the tobaccos are the ones that are aged. Like, But I, I know it's not aged 20 Oh, years. okay, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have reviewed the Oro Blanco, by the way. You got 95. Now, my understanding with the Oro Blanco is that's not going to be around forever because they only have it's they're not like continuously aging those tobaccos. Isn't it only from like um like one or two batches of tobaccos that they actually have? They definitely have limited limited tobaccos with that. But I thought like a, I thought like when the Oro Blanco tobacco is gone, that it's gone. It's not like it's gonna be just continuous. I, I believe there. I believe there is some with that. I believe that is the case. Because a, a, um, re, a, a big Davidoff retailer had told yeah, me something yeah, about that. I just went into my review and it says the tobaccos have been aged for twelve years after harvest. So that's probably what it is. Okay. Yeah. John asked about Rojas. I mean, I, I didn't go there. I haven't smoked a lot about. I haven't smoked a lot of Rojas. Yeah. We didn't even cover them, yeah. So I can't comment. Not a fan. I'm not a fan of the um, street tacos. Overrated in my book. Um, I wasn't. I'm not saying that's bad. You know, it just it hasn't clicked. You and I had this conversation, I think, last year. Yep. Yep. Um, I. I can't say a lot about Rojas, just because I haven't smoked enough of their stuff. Yeah, I, we didn't cover them, so it's a little unfair too to I do that this year. I think my guys went to that booth. I can't remember. I didn't go, but the other two might have gone. I, I can't remember. Um, if they were here, then I'd I'd let them chime in. I I think Kevin and Mitchell may have gone. We'll have to a we'll have to ask Kevin next week or then next show when he comes back about Rojas. Um, um I am looking at the smoking tobacco video list. And I just wait. I just had it, um, because you got the you have the full video list out there. Yep. So I do believe I saw Rojas. Let me go. Yeah, Rojas was on there. Yep, Rojas okay. is on. So there's a bit. So you guys have a video out there with Rojas. All right. So I'll have to ask the boys about them because yeah, that that would probably be a better comment for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jay Davis, Mirafel, Mayor. Is that how you say it? Mayor. Meyer, Mayor, my, my, Mayor, 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 and Richard both have twenty-plus year aged wrappers, but that is not post-roll. Jeremiah started starting setting aside tobacco over twenty years ago each year for this project. Uh, oh, something that Paolo Cabano was also in there. No, I'm kidding about that. <laughs> <laughs> David, why hasn't Perdomo ever been on CA top twenty-five? Uh, politics. Politics. Yeah, that's a Nick. I think this. Yeah, it's. I don't want to put words in Nick's mouth, but I believe there's a politics issue with that. Similar to soccer. Yeah, and he and he should be. He should be. That's a shame. Jay said the New York Town by Stolen Thrones, which is made by Rojas, is quite good. I haven't had that. Um, you know, Stolen Throne was a booth I didn't get to. I don't really have a relation. I was talking to Bear. It's one of those I have to build a relationship with those guys. I just don't know know Lee and those guys, and um, you know, so I, I have to get a relation. That's a company I don't have a good relationship. Not that it's a bad relationship. I just don't have a relationship. Um, and it's tough, you know, going to trade show. We're, we're trying to cover all these other booths. My B and N camp case. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that. 
John, I I know a couple of retailers who who carry Rojas and they do they say it but they say uh, it moves well. <laughs> Aldo um, will tell you it was one of the most fastest moving firecrackers they had too. Yeah, it does. From what yeah. I hear from retailers, yeah. it does move. Um, I personally just I don't want to s- comment on it because I I don't feel like I have enough to comment on. Um, but I I do hear that. It's, I'll agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Um. But in terms of stuff we saw at the show, I mean, in terms of like new core line products that came out, um, Matt Booth is bringing out the uh, the Johnny Tobacconot as a core line. And I smoked it. it. Oh. That was a good time. I smoked like five. It's, compl- it's completely different than the old one, though. Yeah. Than the Davidoff one. Yeah, it's Connecticut Shade. But it's very good. It's very very good. good. So Matt Matt likes that cigar. Uh, we when when Bear and I did the Zoom with him, I was smoking it and Matt was just glowing. I've not seen him get excited about one of his own cigars like that in a long time. Yeah, and he's bringing it out in a twenty count Robusto Toro and then the ten count Perfecto that he the like the limited he came out with last year. Yeah, um, which I can't remember if the Perfecto is still going to be on the limited side, but the Toro and the Robusto are definitely going to be core line. Yeah. Availability, which is great. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought they were fantastic. They had well I, when I, you go I, to the general booth, all the cigars that were being highlighted, they had a big basket with samples. So like, I smoked one. I was like, "Damn, this is good!" And I kept going back and grabbing another one because I'm like, "Now, <laughs> I'm gonna now, now." I thought Matt had a good trade show, but I gotta be very honest. The rumor was a huge letdown. The what? The rumor. The rumor. What came out uh, earlier this year? The rumor. Yeah. I thought it was a major disappointment. I, I don't know how else to say it because that original Daruma was something special. This thing didn't even come close to that. So I was very disappointed with that one. And I'm going to be very straight. I know it was a charity cigar. I was disappointed in the Namakubi as well. Not as disappointed as I was with Daruma, but it wasn't Namakubi. Namakubi was – I don't know if they could ever recreate that blend they had with Davidoff. I just don't. That was an incredible blend that, that they did. Special blend, so it just might not be possible. The other thing about Room 101 um, that I hear is there's rumors that we could see the return of Chief Cool Arrow. That's not a rumor. It's it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, he's kinda, no, he's kinda... no, no, I'm sorry. Not Chief Cool Arrow. Um, no, he said Chief Cool Arrow is coming No, back. I know he did. No, but that's not the one. Um, Uncle Lee. I hear the rumors I've that Uncle, Uncle, I, I heard, Uncle Lee and, uh, is coming back. Justin, don't mess up Uncle Lee. You know, we, we, yeah, I, I doubt General's going to have cereal box packaging, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Uncle Lee was a nice, Uncle Lee was a popular cigar in Charlotte, too. I'd like to see the Master Collections come back. Those were great cigars, uh, great packaging. They were just really luxurious cigars, I thought. Um, and then, the, you know, the original stuff, like the old Rumor 101 San Andreas was good. The old Rumor 101 Honduras was good. Uh, they had a room one on Connecticut, which uh, which Giant Tobacco reminds me a lot about. Yeah, uh, the 14th anniversary was extremely good too. By the way, very good, nice, rich tobacco taste. You to that. smoked it? Um, yes, I have. I, got, I, I, ha- got, I have them with me. I haven't smoked them yet though. But yeah. I smoked it. It was very yeah. I smoked it. Very good. Uh, I think it might be my favorite of the anniversaries. I know, and that's some good company. It's up with. The 11th was good. Yeah, the thirteenth the... The was good. So. The twelfth was good. I thought the twelfth he was going to bring back as a regular production at one point. 
Really? Um, yeah. I thought. I know. But, um, but yeah, they, uh, um, so I thought that, you know, I th- here's what I'm going to say about, I thought, for, like, Ford's did not have a wow factor cigar. I, I agree with Charlie on that. But they had a lot of compelling releases. The Room 10 stuff was compelling. The Alec Bradley stuff is compelling. I'm smoking. I, I wasn't thrilled about Post Embargo coming back. I'll be honest with you on that. But there's a new Fine and Rare. There's a, there's a Magic Toast 5th Anniversary, which is a great expression of the blend. Um, uh, You know, I think that the Room 101 stuff did very well. So, um, Diesel, you know, Justice got that. So I, I And that was an extremely busy booth. I mean, you can't say that booth wasn't busy. Very busy. Like it was, it was very busy that booth. So, uh, I think it was one of the like one of the you know, I, again, Ford's is kind of a new. I, I have trouble understanding how Ford's is different than General. If you ask me how Ford's is different from General, I can't answer the question. It, it to me, it just seems like they literally uh, divided this into column A and column B, the brands. That's all I can say. I can't say this. But what I can say this year at the trade show, most of the Ford's releases were under $10. There was a couple that went over. And then, of course, the uh, the La Gloria Cubana, um, A Street, and the Albright Fine and Rare were the ultra premium over 20 But for the most part, all that Ford stuff was under $10. Very affordable. Is that Garrett? Giant Tobacco, no, it's very reasonably priced. So Yo, I what's the Ford's price on that? Really, I want to say it's eight to eleven or something like that. I think the Perfecto is the one that's a little more. Or it, it, the Perfecto is the one that's a little higher price, but that's limited too. But um, but I thought, yeah, I thought they, like I said, I think Ford's did a much better job at you know they there's a lot of variety there, and there's something for every uh for for, for the everyday consumer. But was there this wow factor release like Cinco and Cinco, or the La Union that we just talked about with Pete? No, there wasn't that release. The, I'd say that probably the two best releases I've had from Ford's are this Alec Bradley and the Johnny Tobacco. I would say those are the two best. And Johnny Tobacco has a chance to be a star for a long time out of that booth. So I think that could be a line we see for many, many years. I think it could be a big hit for Matt. I think so, too. I don't like, I don't, look, I don't like the branding, I'll be honest with you. But it's Matt Booze. It's it's a good expression of Matt Booze. But I think it's a silly. I think it's a silly name. I would rather call that room one on Connecticut. To me, it just. But you know, so Matt has got to be. It, Matt's got to be. Well, I get it because Matt's got Matt's got a unique expression of himself. So he's got to be true to who he is. So I, I get it. I just I'd prefer it to be a room one on Connecticut, in my book. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Did you know? But, but do, you, get, do, you, you, do you know what you, he's doing with it though? So if you go to put room, a, no, if you go to Room One Hundred and One Brands, his jewelry side or uh-huh. jewelry and other products, his yeah. non-tobacco entity that he still owns. Yeah, that he owns. Yeah, he has Johnny Tobacco Knot statues. Does that make sense? That's, okay, does that makes there's a lot of sense with that. And I'm did, assuming there's did, a cheap Cuero one. No, no, but I, I mean, and they're like they're like three grand. <laughs> they're like solid oh, silver. His stuff is not cheap. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's good cool. quality. You know, Matt Booth was the jeweler to the stars. I mean, that's who he, that's who he is. Um, you know, Guy Fieri is, is guy. He does the Guy Fieri line. I know that. Yeah, he does. He, does he make, guy, yeah, he yeah. makes jewelry for Guy. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. So, but but I do think Johnny Tobacco, like, is probably one of the better regular production general releases that I've seen in, in a long time. Yeah. So they did. So I I have a you know like I said I think Charlie had a right to criticize my pick, and I think Charlie's looking for that. Charlie's all more into a limited edition. I he gets more excited about a limited edition than I do. I don't get you know I don't get excited about a lot of them. That Pete, the Pete, my father one, I'm excited about though. Me too, me too. I think, and it's yeah. four different blends if I remember because like there's two yeah. different boxes and each box is two different blends. So it's four. Yeah, Corojo and Abano are the first, and then Broadleaf Sumatra is the second. Yeah, which sounds about right for them. Um, yeah, Garrett Robinson's here. Shout out to Garrett Robinson. Um, John asked. Oh, great boost! He did a great job with the boost, by the way. Yeah, uh, that was Don cool. Dorotero had a very nice boost. Yeah, really nice boost. Yeah, I agree. I they had a really awesome booth. I like the yeah. they had the little garden there, which was cool. Do you see that? Yeah, and a little the smoke coming out. It was really cool. Yeah, they uh, had, just, they did but it was a nice job. it was a nice booth. It was comfortable for a small booth. It felt roomy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was it was. Uh, Juan's a great guy. We've had Juan on the show, and I got to meet Juan in person. Uh, and we, that was a boost. We sat with those guys for a little while, you know, and uh, they, they, they were so hospitable. I haven't smoked a cigar yet, but I will. Yeah, they had so, a uh, they had a whole thing of Anduyo in the booth too. Did you see that? We smoked the burritos. Yeah, we smoked yeah. the burritos on it. Yeah, that was, was a lot really. Of, uh, yeah, it, it really. Uh, they did a nice job at that booth. Um, one of the better one of the better design booths I saw at the trade show. John had asked this question: Do you think that Alec Bradley and Room One Hundred and One will still be on the map in two years? All right, this is a really good question. It okay, is. I want to give you a kind of. All right, so here's my thing on this, John. I don't think this year was a good indication for Alec Bradley, what, what, where the direction of Alec Bradley's going, because I believe all these projects were in the works. So the answer is, you know, they were going to release these things anyway. The the, the final rare was being planned. Uh, I believe that the, the five year anniversary of the Magic Toast was planned. And I believe they were going to bring Post Embargo back. I believe all this. So, not it's TBD on that. Room 101, I think the same thing. I think that the maybe Johnny Tobacco it's a sign that at least for now they're going to try to push it with the brick and mortars. But uh, I, the anniversary series is, is very limited. So, the payback series is uh, the other one. So, um, but I haven't seen like Matt Booth create that new concept yet with Room 101, right? He hasn't created a new concept yet. He's kind of. Worked off the Farce branding, the, the Rumor branding comes back. Now that Johnny Tobacco comes back, they do another anniversary cigar. But where's the new concept from Matt? Where's the creative mind of coming out with something new? So I think that's why I also put it to be determined on that one as well. So the answer is in a couple of years, I think we'll know the answer to that. But I can't make that determination yet. Very good question. Very good question. I, I think. And that's not a knock. I just don't know the answer. It could be. I could be wrong on both fronts. I I I agree. I think it's gonna take some time. I, I I think I think those two brands could. I mean, because look, the thing is, we've seen general acquire brands that have just disappeared. Um, I mean, Royal Agio, uh, they acquired, and then like they they made like the Balmoral brand, which I always thought the Balmoral brand was great. I loved that. Two ben guys, Ben two Lee guys loved those cigars. Two guys used to carry it. I used to smoke those. I thought they were great. And like now, I remember th I actually that, that I thought about that the other day. I go, 
Oh yeah. I'm like, what am I having a ball tomorrow? You, you, I'm like, I haven't had that a in a long you, time. You want you want a little secret? They were producing them down at STG Estelie. Hmm. Uh, I saw them producing them back in in when I was down at Pro Sabor. So, um, the question I have is, it hasn't been released yet. Uh, what are they going to do with it? I don't know. But they did not release it at the trade show this year. But they, I so I think they're getting ready to, to kind of come back with it. But I saw, I absolutely saw it. Um, I absolutely saw it at the factory. Garrett's channeling Matt Booth right now. Said, I'm curious what color socks y'all are wearing. Well, I got black socks on. That's me. That's for Garrett. Coop won't give you that, but I will. I got um, black short socks on. Okay. It's Balmoral. So I saw it. So, yeah, right. it's, a, it's different packaging. Uh, the co That's the Balmoral Nicaragua. Uh, so I don't know if that's heading to catalog. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if it's heading to Europe. It could be heading to Europe, by the way. So, um, but I, all I know is I saw Balmoral being produced, uh, is what I can tell you. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's funny when you see um, things like that happen. Like, I, cause I remember like 2018, 2019, I smoked a lot of Balmoral, and then all of a sudden it just. Well, the acquisition was, the yeah. acquisition happened um, for to get the other properties from them. Yep. The 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 cigarillo business, the machine yep. made business. So, so that was an unfortunate byproduct of that. Yep. Um, uh, they were doing some very good releases um, of that. So, um, I can tell you're doing your research right now behind the. I actually, yeah, yeah I actually did see this on. A, I just saw that cigar on a European site. So apparently they're still selling it in Europe, which I believe is. I think I heard that, but I didn't know. Yeah. Sure. So I just, I just, I just did a Google and I saw the picture. Of uh, the blue band, and so it looks like it's it's not in the U.S. But them, so about who knows? Uh, they may bring it back to the U.S. at some point with FDA because it was it was discontinued strictly for FDA reasons because of substantial equivalence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, uh, yeah. So that picture, like I said, I the fact if I, if you Google Balmoral Nicaragua, you'll see the blue band stuff show up on some European sites. So uh, doesn't mean it's coming back here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope it does. I mean, I always enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a good, good cigar. Um, good cigar. Uh, ben Ben Lee's a huge fan of those cigars. Mm. He has not forgiven Justin, by the way, for that. Yeah, Garrett has so, said no, I, that was one acquisition that really sucked, in my opinion. I know it's one. It it, it's one of the examples that I know everyone gave me, like when – when General bought Room 101 and Alec Bradley and everyone's like, so, like, what's going to happen with those brands? Like, remember Royal Agio? That was the first thing that everyone said. Remember They're, Royal Agio? All, all, all three were such different acquisitions, you can't really compare them. It's true. Um, You know, I think they have bigger plans for Alec Bradley than just to put, fold it into the catalog. Um, I think Matt Booth has, obviously, what you just told me about the jewelry site and this, I think, obviously, there's some co-branding he's looking to do yeah. with that. Yeah. So maybe, you know, Taranio was, was Taranio had a, was dead brand walking. It moved into a cattle. There, oh, there, by the way, when I was at the factory, ton of Taranio stuff being made still. So that's a catalog brand. It's not. Yep. What, what basically general did is they took Taranio out of the portfolio and they put diesel in when that happened. 
They actually swapped them out. And I don't know. They, they, I'm sure they have reasons why they made that decision. Be a question for Justin. Yeah. That's a Justin Andrews question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. John, is, is the blue band synonymous with Nicaragua? I'm not sure on that one. Uh, might be just because of the color of the flag, but yeah. it used to be a maroon band. Yeah. I'm looking at our time here. We're 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 hitting the three hours. We're very late. Yeah, we're at three hours almost. Yeah, I gotta I gotta hop off this soon. This is uh Yeah, I did too. This has been a long show. I, I, I did um, too. I actually uh, I've been I've been three. It was a three podcast day for me today. So. Yeah. I, so I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, yep. Yeah, let's do that. Great show. Lot lot yep. lot was covered both in cigars yep. and from the food world. Um, yep. But no, thanks for being here for everyone. I appreciate it. Don't forget to go. We appreciate smoke. everybody's comments and everything. Thank you, even Alan. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, really, it is. It's fun when people engage. It makes the show more fun. So thank you guys. Don't forget to yep. go to smokeandtobacco.com for more news, reviews, and our PCA 2023 coverage. Brought to you by Drew Estate. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast uh, on all the podcast apps. That's where we are, as well as our YouTube channel. And uh, we're going to see you on Wednesday night with Michael Capellini from Toscano. We're going to be doing a Toscano pairing. Um, and then we'll be back here on Spare Notes two weeks from tonight. And we will uh, – Kevin will be back with us, so we'll, we'll we'll keep the conversation going. We'll have Kevin with yep. us. Um, yeah. And that's uh, that's all I got. Coop, you got anything else? Yeah. Yeah, we got some big shows next week. Um, we're doing – actually, th- we changed our schedule a bit next week. So Monday is still Jukebox. We're going to be doing a uh, NBA and music show, NBA basketball and music. We just recorded that. On Tuesday, we're actually doing the primetime show, which normally we do special edition. Uh, we are doing the Anarchy NFT show. Uh, so we have Les Man, Abe the Batman, Pete Johnson on that show. Um, and then Wednesday is our deep dive, uh, the Cigar Coop team, Coalition team. Uh, we'll be doing the deep dive of our perspectives of um, – the trade show is some stuff I've held back that I haven't talked Ooh. about yet. And, you know, uh, especially some... Bear and I did, by the way, if you haven't seen Bear and I show from last week, we did a show and we went a little behind the scenes of how Bear approached these interviews. Yeah. Uh, and, and look, he just is, a, he's a gifted person with interviews. And, uh, what I love about I, like these interviews can be watched for years to come. So we got a little behind the scenes with Bear on the interviews, but now, we're going to be getting a lot of different perspectives uh, with with the trade show, and that will that will kind of put a bow on our trade show coverage, at least some coop uh, on Wednesday. So we will be done with that. So uh, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. We're still rolling our stuff out uh, a little bit. Oh, we'll be rolling our stuff out till mid mid April, mid April, mid August. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, we'll we're, we're uh, still rolling our stuff out. Uh, the guys are a little bit. Um, further behind, but you know we're we're still working on stuff. You, you know what we do we, we do two a days. Um, and it, it's absorbable. People can absorb it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, the write-ups take a long time. The write-ups take a long time. Uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm having to go back and validate. So, but they're worth it. So. Absolutely. Well, yeah, guys, yeah. that's going to do it for, uh, the Spare Note series this week. Uh, as I said, don't forget to like and subscribe and we'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.